Magic underwear. He ingested poopy. He ate some diseased poopy. Yeah. Thanks, Mormons. Point towards a good pussy. And he was like, I'm going to get your daughter. <laughs> hey, Emma, I'm having a revelation about my dick. And bringeth Pop-Tarts. Jerking off onto all their stuff in heaven. Hey there, dabblers. Woo! How are you guys doing? Well, yeah. Mmm, this is my bedroom voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of like it. Here, try it while I'm touching you. How's that? Me? Yeah. I don't know. Is that good? Well, it's working. Okay. I can feel the stress sort of melt away. This is this is how I talk to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Dabblers? We're ah! back for another fucking episode of People Time. Thanks. I'm for... pretty stoked. That's not how I talk to my wife. Yeah, she would probably, even that would freak her out. I think it's too creepy, yeah. No, mm-hmm. I don't have a good, I don't think I have a bedroom voice. I don't either. I think my bedroom well, voice is, it's cold! Turn uh, off the fan! Yeah, our, yeah. Our bedroom voice, if we're getting down, is usually whispering because we don't want to alarm the dog. <laughs> right. Shh, 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 shh. He's asleep. And if he, if he wakes up, he's going to be like, what is happening? And we have to put him in the hall. Of course. He's very... He's very nervous. <laughs> your your dog is adorable, and he's yeah. very nervous all the time. Very nervous. Yeah. All the time, he's just really not sure what's going on, like if he's safe. I love that if, I, if I'm if i petting him, because he's, you know, I'll come over, he'll let me pet him and stuff, but if I move at normal speed, he rolls over onto his side and just like, oh, God. Oh, God. I have to make sure. I surrender. <laughs> take extra careful to like half my speed just to go pet him. So mm-hmm. I don't stand up quickly. I don't. Hey, buddy. And if you reach your arms down like you're going to pick him up, he curls like, don't. No, <laughs> no. He likes being held. He does. He loves but it. Yeah. He, yeah. He's got some problems. Poor little pupper. Yeah. Anyways. I think he was abused before we had him, but uh, he's the king of the house now. Hell yeah. So everything, the universe is fixed. And whoever hurt him, um, I don't know, mysteriously, somebody cut their hands off. Weird. Last I heard. Hmm. That's so, I don't know. No. Nah. Don't, I don't know about any anything about that. I wasn't even there. That's uh, it's, it's a shame, I suppose. Yeah, don't oh. fuck with dogs or the masked dog vigilante will cut your fucking hands off. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, wait, who are you? I'm the dog avenging vigilante. <laughs> Is that who you are? Yeah. Uh, dog man, dog. I thought you said you weren't there. Shit! <laughs> I've been caught. Well, the authorities will never find me because I've never said my real name. And we're in the bunker. Yeah, they can't even access the bunker. No. Um, Martha Stewart is still out there doing security for us. Thank God. Um, the bunker itself has been sort of like coming, animating into life. It has a personality of its own. Oh, yeah? What personality is that? Would you like to share? It absorbs all the personalities that we talk about. Oh, nice. So... It's, it's becoming quite a bizarre creature to live inside, so I wouldn't fuck with it. I wouldn't either. It has some weird, violent thoughts and knows too much about history. It's already existentially. <laughs> War. War on everyone. I don't oh care. This, don't knock on my door. This species cannot be trusted. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what that is. Who are you? Uh, I'm Doubting Thomas. Doubting Thomas. What's, what's there to doubt, Tom? Huh. I don't know. Everything? Maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it you were... Wait, haven't you been doubting Thomas before? I really hope not. Because I feel like I was going to... Because I... Yeah. What he doubted was Jesus. I, uh... 
I, mean, I, I doubt that that's correct. Hey, well, that's sort of what you do. That's fine. That's what you do. I don't think you're right. I'm not. I'm not saying 100. percent I. I just have my doubts. Do not admit to, but I do cut body parts off of dog abusers. You doubt. I wouldn't even say I doubt. I'm not really sure how I'd put it. I doubt that you call me doubting like that. I don't know. You're not really sure? I mean, if nothing else, you're not going to be easily uh, duped. Because hey. you, you'd be I don't know about that. Mm. I, don't, I don't know about that. I never really go forward with anything either, though. <laughs> Should I go this way? Uh, oh, boy. I'm not going to hard commit to anything. Should I get a job? I doubt. Mm. Mm. I don't think that's going to go well. Yeah. I could just feel that's not... I'm just going to rewatch Buffy the Vampire Slayer again. <laughs> I don't have to doubt that quality TV. Yeah. I don't have to doubt that. Joss Whedon, you reverse feminist. I can't watch it. There's too much content. There is. There's not enough time. Yeah. I'm not going to. More than likely, I'm just going to rewatch X-Files like I've been doing. Perfect. I already know what's going to happen. I doubt there's anything better. <laughs> well, I've got a fun fact for you. All right. All right. Have you ever heard of James Harrison? No. He is known as the man with the golden arm. Um, hmm? Okay. So hmm? um, this is a dude who's born back in the 1930s, and he gave a ton of blood and plasma okay, throughout his lifetime because they found out that his blood had some sort of unique composition to it that helped fight against uh it's called rhesus disease yeah rhesus you ever heard of that i mean i think i've read about but i don't know what it is it's for like infants so like that are like literally they get it when they're born and the reason why is because there's some sort of deficiency in their body and just as they like detach from the uterus Mm -hmm. they start getting blood flow from the umbilical cord umbilical cord right Right, and the disease attacks them, and they can't sufficiently make the stuff that's needed hmm. to fight it, and so it, like it enlarges their liver and attacks their heart. That's all sorts of shit. It's not good. But anyways, the it's whole point cool. is that James... Leave them babies alone. Yeah. God. James had blood that would fight against it naturally, hmm. and when they told him that that was what it was, he would give blood every single time he could. You should. For his entire life. Yeah, like, if you learn that fact. Like, pretty much every two weeks he went in and gave blood and it's estimated that he saved 2.4 million babies from that condition whoa bro 2.4 million lives because this dude just went ahead and gave blood donated blood that's a very lovely that's a very lovely fact yeah i mean there is a cynical part of me that's like yeah we don't need two million more people no maybe maybe nature should have but that's very nice yeah of him to do (laughs) <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. You got to think about. I guess there's some, probably been some bad people, but you can't control that. He saved lives. That's all. That, he, True. That's all he can do. And he's an admirable fellow for the man with the golden arm. Yeah, I was hoping there was a guy who had a golden arm. And I don't think that exists. Huh? Maybe I could be wrong. I learn stuff every day. Yeah. Apparently, there's a lot of things to know. Um, I don't know a lot of them. I'm. Sometime in the future, I'm going to find some way to find a guy with a golden arm. Even if it doesn't necessarily make sense. Like, golden arm. But it'll be like, this guy has gold burning through his veins. I mean, I know a few people who are missing appendages for past crimes. If you want to 
forge them a arm shape out of gold and, and screw it sure into them it reminds me of the the dude who made a sword out of blood from the iron in the blood oh yeah what the fuck yeah he used his own blood kind of cool a sword forged from blood uh, yeah i think you can actually kill the entire species or the viking gods with that yeah legally i think he can kill who, yeah. whoever because he has the blood sword except his dna is all over the place so if like if he were trying to get convicted they're like uh we took a sample of your sword and <laughs> it matches your blood yes. yeah fucking hardcore bitch all right because in my mind i see a large man with a beard but i'm sure it's a diminutive man in his mom's basement yeah but that's fine i mean a sword. sword yeah from the blood of my well it's from me but it's gonna be used against oh my, my enemies can you imagine going on a date and a guy says something like that yeah i forged a sword out of my own blood yep. so do you want me to take my pants off now or later do you want to see my other sword made of blood uh why does everyone leave after that? What? Come back! I will strike you down! I don't know why he just became European. <laughs> I will strike you down! That's what he does. He's you that guy. Witch! When he gets mad, it's... Oh, yeah, he's definitely the type that... Changes <laughs> accents. Bitch. I'm a little fucking lesbian. And I, don't, I should be European. <laughs> I should be... Oh, I need to be English. I was born in the wrong country. Yeah, you are very uh, English. You're an English I'm going to talk about guy. it for the rest of my life because God fucked up. Yeah, um, oh, no, he did. Yeah, because um, everything, all the things. I think I was doubting Thomas before. <laughs> not sure. Hey. It's uh, all coming together. Who's our person today? Who are jo- we learning about? Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith? Joe Smith. Joe Smith. As in uh, the founder, creator of the LDS Mormon yeah. Latter-day Saints mm-hmm, mm-hmm. church. Compulsive liar, con man, serial adulterer. So those are all the real things, but I want to make sure everybody that knew, because I think, I think Mormonism is a pretty... I think people know it exists. Yeah, no. even if even if you didn't grow up around any Mormons, I think you just you kind of yeah. heard of it. Well, and I, some, yeah. So if you... Th- I mean, I think when, when we were growing up, it might have been a little bit more obscure, but... I think people just know about it now. Yeah. I mean, what with Mitt Romney. Yeah, because Mitt Romney ran against Obama. So I think everybody fucking knows That's about true. That. Yeah, yeah. I've seen on TV people make, you know, mentions of Mormonism in some kind of fashion or another. Yeah. Every once in a while. But anyways, this is a very interesting um, episode idea because, we, yep. one, we've talked about this many times. Yeah. Doing an episode on Joseph. One of, one of the bigger ones we wanted to do. And we haven't for, I think, many reasons. But, uh... We've both come back. We've both come from Mormon backgrounds, mm-hmm. and uh, our families are still Mormon. Most of them. Our families are still Mormon, and we're we're not. Mm-mm. Uh, I doubted the religion. You were correct about that. Yeah. Yep. And you know, this is an interesting thing because today, um, in Utah, you know, where we live, it's pretty common for people to fall away from the church. And there's another thing that happens because there's so many Mormons around. People do this thing where they kind of do. Uh, an exit like kind of novel like on facebook or whatever there's a there's groups like ex-mormon groups and they all have their own leaving story right um these are usually middle-aged people who come to their senses at some point so their their story is a little bit more dramatic than yeah i would say ours ours teenagers yeah we wanted to do drugs and have sex with girls and i did 
and by that, the way and then i thought about what the book of mormon was and i was like yeah that's definitely fake yeah um so i'm gonna go do my thing now well i think the reason the whole reason i'm bringing it up is because i think when people go and learn more about joseph smith uh, with facts and stuff that was going on in history right I think that's where most people start to fall away. And you'll hear Mormons go, oh, no, that's, you know, the devil whispering in their ears. That, right. That you, you're just doubting stuff. You need to pray and come back or whatever. When really it just is going like, oh, when I went to church, you guys didn't tell me about this stuff. Mm. And it feels, uh, feels like that was intentional. And I didn't go learn a lie and then decide that, you know, whatever, like, oh, that's, uh, I'm not going to go to church anymore. I learned something that the church even admits to a lot of the stuff. Oh, yeah, they, they just do. don't really talk about it at church or to their members. Or they interpret it in their own goofy-ass ways. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of different Excuses. ways to interpret Joe. I mean, so they like to frame him as kind of not intelligent, sort, yeah. of, sort of a country bumpkin um, who made some mistakes because he didn't have the correct God in his life. Right. And then when he did... Uh, he still didn't really know what was in his hands because it was so immense and he was so dumb <laughs> that it, the reason there's inconsistencies is because he, he he's an idiot is an idiot and trying to figure it out. And right. God was like, I pick him because let's make this difficult for everyone. Let's make everyone confused forever. So that's how they. And the funny thing is, Joe is not dumb. He's a he's a. Oh, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe he's and that's a easy trickster. To, that's easy to prove. So I don't know the official church. Um, explanation of Joe is completely unreliable. Well, so here's the here's the warning. If you're Mormon, we're about to change you well, because we're, we're going to tell you some info. Well, we're going to be mean, and I'm sure most and people. And I'm going to be rude. Yeah, I'm going to be very rude. Well, like so, the type of person. And if you're a dabbler, I love you very much. But if you're the type of person who is Mormon and you can watch the documentaries and the movies about him mm -hmm. and how overly sanctimoniously beautiful and touching he is as a man where he's just gentleman i have this immense burden and it's a burning within me that i must trust in my lord when in and if you can get through that that's great <laughs> but let me tell you that is not what happened no at all it's and... romanticized to be what you want it to be for a, a religion to put out its own propaganda that's what it is yeah and and because we came from mormons mm -hmm. you know we grew up in it I think especially since we've bailed, we're going to shit on him a bit. <laughs> I can't help it. Oh, no. I know too much. I've seen too much. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Is, yeah, one of the reasons I left the church is that it's creepy. It's a creepy magic underwear. I'm just going to say that. Even though they're going to be like, no, it's not magic underwear. Nobody in their church said that. Dude, it was taught in my Sunday school all the time. Sorry, I'm going way off now. No, yeah, that's the that's the issue is that we're gonna have these tangents because it's gonna have we're we're ex Mormons and pretty jaded about aspects of it. Are you telling me that throughout all of history in the Bible, <laughs> most people didn't ever see God? Right? No, they, they saw a finger. They heard his voice. Yeah, he spoke to him, and then one fucking dumb kid. Was like, I'm going to see Jesus, God, and the Holy Ghost all at the same time just because I'm in the fucking grove. That alone already was like... Why? Moses saw a finger, like a burning bush. Mm -hmm. He didn't get to see God. And Who's this little twerp? Who gives a fuck? And <sighs> Job heard his voice. Noah heard his voice. No one else saw God. Yeah, I don't that know. That I recall in the King James. For Anyways. Anyway, sorry. There's my C. I'm already... Yep. We're going to have a lot of these kinds of like... I don't know. 
I just don't know how adults sign on to this kind of thing. I don't judge anybody for for religion because I, I get it. Well, I get it. Life is fucking scary. You want a reason. You want a community. But I think you suck. If it, <laughs> I think if a religion doesn't actively empower you, get the fuck out. And Mormonism is weird, and it it takes character away from people and opportunities away and money. And there's a good chance you're going to get diddled by a bishop anyway. So you're at least going to have your penis blessed. It is so weird. <laughs> and the great thing is. Uh, before we even get started, it's weird on purpose. He did that on purpose. I thought he also took stuff from Masons. He made it obscure so that it was not definable. No. Okay. So that when people um, express confusion, he will say it's because it's a, a God realm thought and you can't access that. You're too So dumb. you just have to do the thing and then God will be psyched. And the thing is, give me money. Yeah, give me your money and let me rub ointment on your genitals. And call you Sarah in heaven. You have a you have a <laughs> you heaven have a different name. name. But I'm a man. Yeah, not in heaven. In heaven, you're Sarah, <laughs> and you're married to I don't know Vince, yeah. Vince McMahon. Somebody awful. It somebody, sucks. Somebody's not going to be nice to you. Because my heaven name is Doubting Brad. They still have the Doubting, and Brad's a shittier name. Doubting Brad. Hey, fuck you. And you're supposed to just go, thanks God, for a shit ass name. <laughs> yeah. Why did you Fuck. change it? What, my parents' name that gave... What, that wasn't good enough? <laughs> Fuck you! Well, they're not your real parents. Well, why didn't you Thomas. tell them my real name so that it's not confusing? I don't want two names. The only person I talk to is Joseph, and even that's pretty rare. I either want one name, or how many episodes have we done now? 90 names. Something. That's fair. Yeah, all right. I want two. <laughs> Stupid. God damn. God doesn't care about my feelings. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, the the bulk of this uh, information I have comes from a book called No Man Knows My History by Fawn Brody. I bring that up because Fawn Brody is an ex-Mormon as well. She's a very talented biographer. Obviously, a lot of the stuff that she talks about is disputed or ignored by the church. So right. if you're into the, uh, the, the church narrative... This won't be really the same, and yeah, then we're going to talk shit on it. Yeah. But it is important to say uh, Fawn is a very talented scholar who didn't give a shit about smearing him. She wanted... She wanted the truth. The facts. Which is what we want. That's all we want. I, I know we're going to shit on him, but it's not because we're mad or because we yeah. think it's funny. It's because there's a lot of funny bullshit well, in there that we were going to be like, that's a lie. Well, and ultimately, I don't hate Joe. Um no. I don't know. He's not as villainous as I thought he was going to be. He's more just goofy and inept, but he also... <laughs> what is that uh, uh, D&D? Th he's chaotic neutral. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's how I'd frame him. That's pretty good. Well, let's do some biography stuff. December 23, 1805. Well, 1805. Fuck. Long ass time ago. So we're just barely out of the Revolutionary War uh, or the War of American Independence. For yeah. our pals across the pond. Um, 15 so years ago? There's a real fervor in the country of still being like, how do we define what being American is? Mm. Um, so that's where Joe lives. Um, he's born to Joseph Smith Sr. Stupid. Don't name... Oh my god. You suck. Fuck you. You're not that interesting. Also, Joseph... It's like the most... It's fine. It's a fine enough name. Yeah, it's, it's just, a fine name. It's common. Pick, pick like... They all like biblical names, though. It makes them feel self-important. Pick like... 
but I don't got anything. Heineken. How many people are named Heineken? Probably none. Or Hyman. That's also a good name. Definitely none of those. Uh, how about, uh, you know, Clitoris is a pretty name. <laughs> it's got a nice ring to it. Come here, Clitoris. Clitty. I don't know. You could just make something up. Yeah. Shesheshawach. Come here. Come here. And then, you know, they'll have that thing in class forever where the substitute teacher's like, and all the kids laugh. I'm like, ah, you idiot. You don't know how to say his name. <laughs> it's Peter. It's Peter. <laughs> spelled weird. I don't, I don't know. They decided not to change the name, just, you know, how it's spelled. Yeah, it's like Elon Musk's kid. It's just letters. Yeah. Numbers. Which is just rude. That's just a rude thing to do to a person. <laughs> so, yeah, and then Lucy Mack um, Smith in Sharon, Vermont. So, um... I got a quote from from the book from from the book because Fawn does like to kind of point out that maybe this is not as cool as people want to think that it is. So according to her, she said when Joe was born, no comet appeared in the sky at his coming. No alarms startled the countryside. Uh, he was accepted that cold winter night probably with more resignation than delight, <laughs> and was christened uh, an undue cer- with undue ceremony, Joseph Smith, named after his father. Yeah, like fucking, it's cold. Let's just get this over with. This yeah. this sucks. Because that's also again uh, flies in the face of the Mormons. They they don't have like a whole Jesus birth story, but they do have some bullshit stories about the comets lit up the world. Whatever, it didn't happen. So poor farming people in butt fuck. No one gives a shit. Um, I don't know what that area is. It's, uh, you know, just above New York and then Vermont and New Hampshire area. Yeah, yeah. New Hampshire, Maine. It's cold. Uh, Joe Sr. fucked off all their money and bad investments. And they were living on Lucy's father's mostly barren farm. Um, it's depressing. Lots of toil. I wonder why, you know, what kind of person, if they want to make it ahead of, in life, what they'd have to do to get out of this kind of scenario. Not not lie about everything all the time. Con everybody around, take their swindle their money. I don't think so. No, just huh. Just be honest about your experiences speaking to God. That's oh. how you get out of these situations. Hey, right now, poor people, make a religion, you lazy assholes. Should. I mean, also, if you're poor, just go do that. Poor and bored. Can you imagine being on a farm and you're like, there's nothing to do. I talked to God. <laughs> it's just like the first thing did you guys know I talked to God this afternoon? Yeah, it was where? In the grove? First thing he said, I don't have to work on the farm anymore, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to argue with God? <laughs> Doesn't sound smart to me, Dad. He's actually your dad, so think about that. Actually, he's technically my spiritual dad, so I'm just going to call you Joe from yeah, now on. We're brothers. Joe Sr. You can't fucking tell me what to do. Yeah. You don't even know the true gospel. Oh, my God. And it's too your... complicated for me to explain it to you right now. How's your farm going anyways? Good choice. Where's all your investment money? You know what? I'm now your dad, actually. I'm taking over. I'm head of, uh, head of the household now. Everybody go find me a girlfriend. Yeah. And let's bless everyone's genitals. It's just the thing I'm doing now. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, we'll call it anointing. It's not lube. It's not lube. It's not. It's, we're anointing it. So, yeah. Um. Not a great start very poor um he did end up getting typhoid fever nah. uh 
from not washing his fucking hands, probably. So he ingested how you poo-poo. Get it. He ingested poopy. He ate some diseased poopy. Yeah. And got very sick. And it actually caused some weird infections in his body where he had, like, these uh, uh, boils that had to be lanced. Ew. Gross. Why? Is uh, that a normal thing with typhoid? Um, I thought he just got fever and fucking puking. I don't think it always causes that, but it, I think because he was sick, he got additional His, infection that became an skin infection. 1800s sickness. Your immune system gets shot. You get whatever, man. I mean, dentists were were surgeons. They didn't, you know? <laughs> I think everybody was technically a surgeon back then. If yep. you needed a... You got a knife? Yeah, exactly. I need help. And someone's like, woo-wee, I yeah. haven't done one of these in 10 years. Yeah, I'm a surgeon. Shh. What am I cutting off? <laughs> Just chopping shit. Yeah. So that actually did lead to uh, he had an infection so bad in his uh, in his leg that a doctor had to cut a piece of his knee off. Like, why? Because the, the boil, boil got so deep and infected. Ugh, gross. Wait, he didn't have like a limp or anything, did he? No, he, he relearned. He actually had to relearn how to walk. Weird. When he was like eight. I'm trying to see, see these pictures that are clearly paintings and it's like he's very straight and very like his pants and legs are quite long in these paintings oh yeah i mean he definitely grew out of that because he he grew up to be like over six foot big muscular he liked to wrestle like to wrestle yeah he actually wrestled constantly like they would have church meetings and he would just get bored and be like who wants to wrestle hey wrestle me and like abraham lincoln i was about to say abe lincoln liked to wrestle he um kicked everyone's ass he was a very good wrestler did they ever meet I don't think... Well, not that I saw. Okay. I didn't uh, think so. I've never heard of that. Just trying to decide if the time frames would even work, but I think... 1850s is when... I think Lincoln was still just a lawyer, and they wouldn't have crossed paths, unfortunately. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that the Mormon Church would definitely have made something... If they had met, they would have... It would have come up. Oh, yeah. We would have heard about he it. He wrestled Lincoln. <laughs> and he kicked his ass. Yeah. He had God on his side, but... <laughs> Lincoln's a good man, so uh, Joseph uh, blessed his penis. Well, Abe <laughs> had some kind of strange things to say about black people that we, uh, <laughs> you know, we have our own beliefs there. <laughs> but uh, anyway, our prophet kicked his fucking ass. He powerbombed him. And he gave him a blessing saying, may you never be killed by another man. Oh, fuck. I bless thee, Lincoln, to live a long, full life <laughs> and not be assassinated. Mm. All right, boys, let's go home. God had other plans. There's nothing Joseph can do about that. He tried his best. You know what? He's a simple man. <laughs> okay? He didn't even fully understand what he was given. God gave him wrestling hands, and he wrestled his way up into the gospel. <laughs> That's what he does. That's what he did. So, um, yeah, uh, the Mormon the, the Mormon narrative here, and even the secular narrative, is that this is pretty defining for him because uh, he was sick for like several months and bored. He read the Bible over and over and over again. Right. Had to activate his imagination. Endured a large amount of pain. It's probably a pretty defining point of his life. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, the family moved around a bunch. Um, again, because they're pretty much just fucking poor people. Joe is the the third of uh, five kids. Okay. Two brothers, two older brothers, and two younger brothers. Harem. Right. Um, well, we, we got Hiram. Hiram. Thank Hiram's you. actually the main one because he joins the church. Um, his two older brothers actually did not. They thought that it was like... Like you're full of shit. What the fuck are your stories, man? Dude, stop. Yeah, and Hiram is his younger brother, and so Hiram was like, Really? Big brother. Oh, okay. And then there's another one. I don't fucking... Who cares? Who cares? But anyway, yeah, they moved around a bunch. Um, 
Uh, let's see. Joe Sr. left the family to go look for better land in Ohio. And by the time he actually wrote to Lucy, which was several months later, he's like, hey, bring the kids to Palmyra, New York. There's good soil. and Wait, wait. He went to Ohio and then he ends up in New York? They were in Vermont and he was supposed to go to Ohio but didn't make it. Oh. He, uh, he yes. heard some rumor that they were going to, uh, like, the, the there was going to be a canal from the, Lake Erie to the ocean, mm. which would help, like, move product and that El Palmyra would be along that like route, route. So it would be, yeah. like, a good economic boom. That didn't end up happening. But they settled in, uh, in, in Palmyra. I don't know where Palmyra is. I know. It's north New York. Super north? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. The New Yorkers call it upstate. Like above Poughkeepsie and shit? Sure. Mm. Okay. I'm not certain of its exact location other than it's it's upper New York. Palmyra? Palmyra. Palmyra. Yeah. This is where a lot of, um, I don't know, the Mormons do like, they go there on treks to look, at, to look at. I went on trek. Historical sites. Different trek. No, that's different. Yeah. that It's more of a Brigham Young story, but equally fucking dumb. Mm, yeah. I never went on trek because when it was explained to me, I was like, why? Why the fuck would I do that? You didn't go? No, fuck no. It sucked. So non-Mormons trek is they replicate the pioneers being a pioneer and they just make you like for three days you pull around a wagon. It's just like camping, but sucks. It does suck. Because they make you like pull a bunch of shit I had like on carriages. Wash some dude's wife's hair. It was really weird. You did? Yeah. That some... sounds super hot. That <laughs> <laughs> super intimate. Well, they're supposed to like, yeah, it kind of is. And I think that's why they did is like, this isn't technically bad but it's also gets the kids excited like stay in the church see yeah. i don't know it's like you're supposed to get paired off mm. you're supposed to get paired off with people your own age like you know you're, it's just a bunch of like 15 and 16 year olds mostly yeah and yeah but the person that i'd actually been hanging out the whole time uh there was this kid that i guess had a crush on her and so he wouldn't like asked her he's like we're, we're gonna be washing each other's hair i'll wash your hair you wash mine oh that's fun teenagers were definitely boning on track then Oh, dude, yeah, there was people that you weren't supposed to sleep next to the opposite sex, but people did. Of course. Yeah. But uh, anyways. Oh, so much finger in action in, <laughs> in, in the woods. Use your bedroom voice. But no, yeah, so all the kids like paired up really quickly, and I was just kind of like chilling. I was like, I'll just wash my own hair. And someone was like, no, it, you got to do it with somebody's. And I was like, well, everybody's fucking picked. I'll just like. So that's a tri like a th real tradition that they. Yeah. Like you, that's have, fucking weird. They Why bring, are Mormons so weird? Uh, God. But because they were insistent on me washing someone's hair and getting my hair washed, it was like we—you have a ma and a pa. Oh, okay. And they're basically your your chaperones during this whole time. Just a yeah, like a, an adult couple. Exactly. Yeah. And they're always a married couple that are in the church. And uh, yeah, the 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 pa came up to me and was like, "Oh, you just wash ma, ma's hair," and I was like, "Ugh, I don't like this." What, like an old lady. They're not old. They're actually like probably in their late mid. They've been married for five, ten years, so they're like twenty two, twenty three. Oh, okay, they weren't too old. Awesome. <laughs> this is hot. Yeah. Sorry. There you go. It's like <laughs> I think you just told the whole Dabbler Army about one of your spank bank memories. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Wash that hair. Oh yeah. Let me get get down to the roots. That's important. It's too yeah. We all have fetishes that we can't describe. And you're like, oh, it is the smell of sagebrush <laughs> and Sage shampoo, shampoo mixed together. Like, Put those two things oh, together. Fuck. 
Full mass. I'm activated. <laughs> thanks, Mormons. Yeah, thanks, Mormons. Uh, there is Mormon porn, if anybody wants to. For real? I, I watched a lot for research. Purposes. For research. For research purposes. Um, so, young Joe's personality, um, sort of, uh, you know. <laughs> I have nothing about Mormon porn, Mormon porn, and all I can think of is. Yeah. Like, hello there, brother so-and-so. Oh, sister so-and-so. And they're calling each other brother and sister while, while banging, which just adds a. They do do that. They do? Mm-hmm. I'm making this up. Oh, man, I got to go direct porn. You have the or, mind for it, clearly. Right, right for porn? Do they have script writers? For, I'm, I don't know. I mean, they, they got to have something. Something, right? like, at least write a situation. Like, they're in the kitchen. <laughs> and he's like, that's that's a good script. Someone ordered pizza, and that's it. That's a good it. script. All right, now fuck each other. <laughs> that's a good script. Well, um, young Joe, uh, so the church is going to describe him as friendly and gregarious and curious and ambitious and all those fun words. Yeah. Um, other sources, which actually include... Uh, some legal problems he gets into later <laughs> is that he was more mischievous, um, had a problem with lying. He would make up stories. Con artist. Constantly. He was a compulsive liar. Uh, he was also described by locals who were not Mormon as foolish. Sort of a... Uh, I think he just sort of ran by the the, what's a, the seat of his pants where he's just... It's like a talent idiot, right? Just dumb. Well, he was... Everyone described him as, as genuinely bright, by nature, sure. Like he was a smart kid, not educated, but just foolhardy. Did dumb shit, made up dumb stories. All right, you know, probably one of those. Yeah, everybody knows that kid. Where you're like, why does he do that dumb shit? <laughs> Making shit up, like, right. I don't know. So my dad and I, are like, my dad's like in a motorcycle gang. We're like, he knows Steve Austin. We're gonna go watch WWE. Yeah, and you're like cool, and you're like. I don't even care about any of this. Like, well, why, is, why even say it? Like, what? Why lie about something that I don't care about? Why do you have such a small dick? You gotta just say shit. Why? I, I see you out in the field, and you're just, you found a stick, and you're just whacking fucking sagebrush and muttering to yourself. What? What are you doing? Killing dragons. Okay, man. Whatever, dude. I there's mean, that's fine. No, no, there's dragons just, in the bush. It's like everyone's all like, you, look you so can't you see them. Mad. You don't have dragon eyes like I do. I have dragon eyes. My, uh, my mom is part dragon. Yeah, bro. So I have drag. I can see dragons. Like there's one, one behind you, like right now. You can't see it though. You can't see. It. You don't have dragon eyes. <clears throat> they're no. not. They're not like the dragons that you see in movies. Because you guys, movies are dumb. Movies in the 1800s. So you guys don't even dumb. know. You don't even know. You, the dragons in the in the papers, <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the dragon books. Yeah. Um. Well, one thing that uh, that Joe got himself into, at least from what we know, uh, there's some documentation that he got involved with is there are up there's a lot of them up in 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 northern uh new york but then also just new england in general and even down the mississippi there's a bunch of mounds and they are ancient burial mounds of a native culture that i don't know the jury's kind of out on which culture it is i actually think that they've been around for so long that several native cultures all did this but they basically Weird. they have there's mounds and they're called uh Tumulus or, or tumuli, um, they're historical sites now, so you can't go fuck with them. There's a few. If you're driving around out there, you can still go look at them as tourist traps. Oh, cool. But they used to have bodies and uh, gold in there because local native leaders would be buried there. They get robbed? 
and they were all fucking robbed. Yeah. Now, up to this point, um, because the the you know the Americans have just recently gotten their hands on being in America, and and we're only pushing west just barely. As far as I know, I think the uh, the line up against where the natives claim have claim on the land is like missouri or ohio okay so we really haven't explored it so the natives didn't fuck with the mounds because that's bad juju um so the white people were like let's let's fucking rob these mounds like free bunny guys yeah and that's what joe was known for doing as a teenager for real he i don't know this story would use a dowsing rod yeah, okay, now I do know some of the story. And he would hunt for treasure, which... Okay, so there's two ways to hunt for treasure. One is you just go find a mound and unceremoniously break into it, <laughs> risking Indian curses. Sure. Or you tell a guy, I'm using my dowsing rod. It's pointing at your property. Pay me to search your property for gold. You get the gold, I get paid. This is the story I already know. Yeah. And so the dowsing rod... Was this like the typical kind of like one that would be shaped for finding water, kind of a Y shape? You hold on to two ends and it's got a one that points outward, or is it something different? As far as I know, it's the same idea. Because I think a dowsing rod, uh, it depends on who you ask because it's fake. Right. They say you can imbue it with your intention, like point towards a good pussy. And if (sighs) that's what I wanted, it would go... Right back to me, and I'd be like, I, "Well, I knew that." Yeah, fuck, Jesus. But yeah, you can tell. Next it, like, best, find gold for Joe for young Joe. And it's that simple. It's so crazy that people can just also you know get whatever they want just by picking up a stick and being like, "Take me to a whatever." Why? It's sort of weird that we don't still use it, right? You know, if it's gonna find whatever. It'd be hilarious! Like... Everyone just walking around with a stick in their hand and being like, "Find me a better job." <laughs> Where are my car keys? <laughs> Yeah, um, no, dowsing rods. Yeah. Find me some dignity, please. <laughs> and they just spin wildly like, we can't help you. Nah, you're, you're on your own, bitch. <laughs> I need to douse me a pair of respectful dowsing rods. <laughs> or a better wife. So, yeah, um, he would also do weird fuck things. So, the jury's a little out on, um... The specifics, but back then there was a lot of folk magic that people just practiced. Yeah. Um, right. Versions of alchemy, versions <laughs> of, um, if you want to look up the stuff online, there's shit like uh, the modern witch stuff. Uh, some people call it right hand path magic, or honest to God, it's mostly. Sounds neat. It's right mostly hand. the secret, okay? But with like stones. And, uh, yeah, you kill a lamb every now and then. (laughs) Give some blood to some bland. I mean... Well, you said stones. Has he already started doing stuff with stones yet? Seer stones. Seer stones, yeah. He's hella big into seer stones. Yeah, Yeah. because if you're born in the church, or if you are a member of the church, Mm. most people know of just Uma Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. (laughs) We're all, they're all really big fans of Uma (laughs) Thurman. What's it called? The Thumbin? You know, is she hot? I don't, you know, Uh, it's a big debate. Everybody talks about it in the church. I'm not a big foot guy, and I don't (laughs) like feet. And that, her trying to wiggle her big toe, that scene just... sticks with you? It's never going to go away. (laughs) 
She's a great actress. Love that. I got no problem with Uma Thurman. No, what's the Especially, name? she can point you to some gold plates. <laughs> and so it's it's Umum and Thurum. Thurum. I believe it's, yeah. And that's what most people in the church know about because that's what he used later. I won't go too far. Yeah, but, it comes up. But what most people don't know is he was actually dealing with Brock's and Seer Stones way before that. Way before that. And he had a whole bunch of them, and yeah. they only know this main one. And like... How usually how he used them is still because you can use seer stones however you fucking want because they're fake. He just you picked can, up a rock and said, "I need to know stuff. Tell yeah. me." And I think I don't know. There are a lot of people that 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 uh, put weight into these kinds of concepts, and I'm not trying to shit on anybody's beliefs. We just don't. Uh, the 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 two people time hosts. Dumb. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. So to us. Um, whether or not Joe was having visions and rocks. Nope, definitely was not. It's fucking stupid. I don't know how seer stones are supposed to work. But <laughs> he had dowsing rods. He had seer stones. Um, from what I understand, some of the seer, like seer stones that he used, he preferred to use dark stones, and he would stare at them until it gave him a vision. And the vision is, where's the gold? Right. And too bad he didn't try to look for the vision where of like, how am I going to live and how to prevent from dying? Or his fucking dignity. <laughs> yeah. He looked for some fucking. Or like a real job, you piece of shit. Yeah. Get a fucking real job. So the reason that we know that he did this um, is because he was summoned into court in 1826 for, uh, I mean, the law was a disorderly person and an imposter. And the charge was that. He was using a seeing stone to con people into paying him to search their property for gold. And then did, so he would con them into getting paid, and then would he actually go look around and then tell them sorry no i didn't find anything but thanks for the money or did he just take off like oh no he would like look around the property yeah. and use seer stones and just be like i guess the stones were wrong this time which happens but he gets paid i mean he, gets, know, he gets the money up front it's like 80 percent of the time that they're wrong because i'm really just guessing well and it's i don't my imagination think he would ever tell anybody this if i were doing this con i would bury shit on his land the night before yeah he's all about undigging shit and you are robbing these mounds, so take some native gold, throw it on his land, uh, charge him whatever three times that gold would go for, and then be like, look, gold. Told you. It would be very easy. Uh, that's what I would do. Matter of fact, you could maybe even keep it going, being like, I bet you there's more on here. You've already got some here. Let's see if we can Ooh. find more. Pay me more. It's Yeah, it, uh, I'm going to need... So it's not even me. It, the stones demand payment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just the messenger. I'm asking him. I'm asking him. <laughs> They're very upset that I didn't I ask for more. Um, I don't want to rip the man off. We'll talk about sex later with him. Yes, but I also see him having sex with us later. <laughs> but let's wait. Sorry. They're, stones don't lie. Just, huh? These stones are perverts. <sighs> Horny. <laughs> Tip as a rock, they some would say. <laughs> some, you could say that. Yeah. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. Um, they they want to get their rocks off. But you have to pay us. Ah, <laughs> so that's just my theory. I mean, you know, I think I certainly share certain aspects of Joe in that I'm chaotic neutral and I tend to lie. I'm just <laughs> not trying to hurt anybody and steal from them. Yeah, that's a big difference, I think. Well, when I was a teenager, I was a criminal, but I wasn't a con man, so it's different. And I grew out of it. Yeah, and I didn't create this whole goddamn thing just to cheat on my wife. Like that's <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. So, uh, yeah, he was taken to court for this. Uh, he, we don't know the verdict. We don't know the verdict? No. Why? That, 
I just nobody can find the paperwork. It was right. just like a small case in a small right. county. Paying back is two dollars or whatever it was. It, it's speculated it, that the judge was just like either uh, pay him or or gave him a warning because he was young. Hmm. We don't really know, but he did use magic rituals uh, and chants when he would when he would do these things to ward off evil spirits and help guide him to the goal. But do we know what any of the chants sounded like? No, you could probably look up in a, like a witch book from back then. We're gonna find the gold. We're gonna find the gold. Who's gonna find the gold? Me. I'm gonna find the gold. Yeah, on your property. Mm, got the money in my pocket. Ma, there is no gold. This, this guy's I gotta for real. take off because there is no gold, motherfucker. Ma, come look at the dance. He's gonna kill one of our sheep. <laughs> sheep. <laughs> <laughs> gonna slit the throat. Mm. God, this is why I love folk magic. I love it. You know, I'm not even mad they didn't find gold. This was this was delightful. This was a fun experience. We're out of sheep. That's a bit of a bummer. <laughs> kind of a bloodbath, but have fun. And that tune is not getting out of my head anytime soon. Yeah. You can't put a price on that, Joe. You can't put a price on Were you arrested for this recently? Hmm. Oh well. <laughs> Here's some more money. <laughs> Just stomping around singing. So, um, you know, another source from this is uh, the podcast, Last Podcast and Last on the Left. I only bring that up because those guys have a, they don't not believe in magic. Okay. Okay. They don't not believe in it. Yeah. Fair so enough. One of the, one of the, one of the personalities on there actively is super into, into magic and they're not, you know, it's, it's not the goofy shit. They believe that there's some way that you can imbue your intention and wants on the universe and make it happen it's like a secret thing but there's rituals i don't fucking know but this is sort of the interpretation of what folk magic is and what joe was doing where he's like if i can put out into the world i don't know it manifests destiny man right like you do write down your wish on a piece of paper rip it up throw into the air yeah and when it's windy and it blows away yeah and you Wish really hard for it, and then you get your jetpack that you wanted. Well, ironically, it just um, happens. You become. It's like will it happen? We did. We did Jack Parsons, and we did uh, L. Ron Hubbard, and they both practiced some version of this. Yeah. Um, sex magic was Jack's thing. Yeah. Hubbard was more hot. Honestly, I don't know, man. There's a lot of coming on stuff. And summoning women. Just everywhere. And you know what? It worked for Jack, so it's hard to argue with. And it worked for Joe. The guy willed himself into being a massive prick. Yeah. So put whatever weight you want to that. I don't know. Whatever, man. So, um, the, uh, let's see. There, there's, there, there was a book that came out, like, uh, before Joe died. Like, he, he makes a lot of people very upset with him. Yeah. But there's a book that came out called Mormonism Unveiled. It's like the first anti-Mormon book. Before he died? Yeah, this dude fucking hated him. It was uh, Heber Howe was his name. I didn't know that. Now that's fucking funny. So why do so many people are upset with him? Because he rips off everybody. Yeah. And he sleeps with their wife. We're going to get to it. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to No, it's just, yeah. We we are. We know. We know. So so this book has a lot of um, witness statements about Joe's character because... The church was framing him even back then as this, you know, amazing guy, um, this seer and prophet and wise man. When you look into his eyes, you know you see the truth and the Lord working through his hands as he pushed me under the river <laughs> water. 
Maybe I thought he was, he was going to drown me. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to sleep with your wife. <laughs> and then you were reborn. You can't be mad at me because you're reborn. You're a new person. You're a baby. I spank you. Where's your wife? You know, Are you saying God's not real? Oh, hey, everybody. This guy's saying... Oh, no, you're not? Oh, okay. I sleep with your wife. Very good. Idiot. Back to the short moron. Yeah. You know what? Go, go on a mission. Go converse with more people. I need more wives. Yeah, he did do that. Yeah. Like, he would be into a chick, and he'd send his, her husband to a very far-off mission so he could fuck so her. So he could bang her, yeah. Yeah. It's I'm pretty, not gonna, pretty I, good plan. Honestly, I, I can't help but to see Joe pretty much like a frat boy who was just <laughs> born in the wrong time frame, and he's just a sex addict trying to get as much poontang as he can. Pretty much. And uh, people, I mean, all the time they're dumb, but especially back then, and especially when it comes to religion, that's the best thing to lie about. Be like, I talk to God. If you can convince him of that shit, then you can you get a bang there. Their wife. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing that I guess I haven't mentioned yet. This happened in a time and place where there was just a lot of religious reinterpretation. Yeah. It's where the Fox sisters came from, the, that's right, the Quakers, the Shakers. Uh, there's a lot of the weird... Patty cake makers. They were all up there just uh, speaking in tongues and orgying each other all the way to Jesus' heart. Was there a lot of uh, street preachers? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely they call it the burned out district where they don't I don't know there's just everybody at that time was in need of some kind of something yeah it's kind of like now with like why there's a cult for Donald Trump there's a need that we didn't anticipate and people flock to it it's the same with Joe he just said the right thing yeah to the wrong people I guess oh, I don't about always it. idiots it seems to be the case weird yep hmm, hmm. bizarre odd people who believe in dowsing rods so. In this book, uh, there's a quote from uh, Isaac Hale, and it's just one of the funner quotes, uh, and it just describes everything I said. Isaac Hale became acquainted with Joe because Joe approached him about uh, what Isaac described as money digging on his property. Sure. And Isaac was like, no, that's fake and sounds fake. But through this, uh, Joe met Isaac's daughter, Emma, who he quickly fell in love with. Emma? Emma Smith. Well, oh, Emma Hale at this point. No. You should have just done the gold thing. It would have been way worth it to just spend money, never see him again. <laughs> Get yeah. him out of your fucking house, because yeah. next he steals your fucking daughter. Ah! And uh, that's what happens, is that um, Joe and Emma start hanging out. Joe falls in love, asks Isaac, can I marry your daughter? And Isaac physically beats him and throws <laughs> him out of the house. and calls. For real? He literally, I don't know the quote, but I put it in my notes, fucking poser snake oil salesman. He was like, you are a con man, piece of shit, no, you can't marry my daughter. Yeah. Uh, and physically threw Joe out into the street. Um, Joe... Shit, yeah, way to go. ...used his charm to um, to, to uh, get Emma into him anyway, and they eloped. They eloped? Yeah. Oh, no, he tried. He saw through. The one guy who was like, eh, this is bullshit. No, it's clearly just Probably, bullshit. I mean, a lot of people would recognize it, but the first person who recognized it and then was like, knock it off. Yeah. You're fuck. don't. Get away from me. And he was like, I'm going to get your daughter. <laughs> Take your daughter. I'm going to bless her. Oh, my God. I'm going to bless her. <laughs> Let me. She's in need of anointment. Mm. Give her a baptizer vagina. <laughs> Jesus. God damn it, Joe. Christ. You're mumbling and hitting the fucking weeds with a stick again. What, what the, fuck? the fuck is going on over there? Dragons. Dragons. <laughs> Dragons. God damn you guys don't see the dragons. I only see the dragons. Holy pussy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, 
And uh, so I don't know uh, why, because Emma doesn't seem dumb, but Joe is larger-than-life kind of character. He's a good talker, very charming. He's, he's grown Smooth up to be uh, big and strong. So she agreed to it. And uh, they came back to Isaac's house a few weeks later to be like, you know, sorry that we eloped or whatever. <laughs> but sorry, we already did that. But we already did. And Isaac did this, his same thing where he just screamed at him. And he was like, uh, you rob people. You rob native graves. You use dowsing rods. You're a fucking loser. Give me my daughter back. And they were going to, like, fight. Until Joe actually started crying <laughs> and yes. admitted to Isaac that it was all fake. He's like, okay, yes, I lie to people. That's what I do. I, I'm i an imposter and a con man, and I'm not going to do it anymore, and I'm sorry. See, this, 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 these are the stories you'll never hear being a member of the church. You'll never hear this in the church. No. Yeah. They won't admit to that. It's in his journal. Yeah. Um. But it it's it's definitely from a different angle. Yeah, it's definitely from a from an angle in that the church like to think that all this gold digging stuff is is made up and or uh, uh, in, what's the word extrapolated embellished, embellished. right? Yeah. And that Isaac Hale was just mad that Joe was taking his daughter when really he was mad that he was taking his daughter because he's a fucking loser. That's why. He That's might have been, why. If he was you know a good dude, maybe he wouldn't have any issue with him taking his daughter. But yeah. Huh. Yeah, Joe said, I'm I'm sorry, I am a con man by compulsion. People are just, and these are not direct quotes, but he did essentially say it's just too easy. Yeah. And so I'm not going to do it anymore. So. <laughs> weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird how you just like, you have all the information there and it's just. Sort of like. Very. It, it like if you, if you think about facts and logic, it like lines up. Yeah. As opposed to just making shit up. Right. Which. Well, that's what people prefer to do. I think that's my favorite thing is when um, people get conned by the con man who admits he's a con man. It's the best. That's so, yeah. And they're like, nah, and they're still defending this guy today. Like, yeah. Donald Trump is still president. <sighs> he's still president. Um, Jesus. Joe Biden was actually arrested by federal agents on Inauguration Day. That's just a... They're letting him stay in the Oval Office so that the public doesn't panic. But he I is heard, technically arrested. I heard it's a computer-generated uh, image, so he's actually in jail. How do I know? CGI is crazy. CGI these days, they can do... Oh, they're fine. I mean, have you seen pictures of the Earth from space? <laughs> it looks like Superman. <laughs> like a fucking movie. <laughs> oh it's all CGI because it's flat. This is why I just... Sometimes I think if you were to go randomly walk up to someone and punch them in the head, there's a good chance you're punching an idiot. Oh yeah, better than fifty <laughs> yeah. percent. I'm not. I'm not advising anyone to go punch well, anybody. My thing but is, I don't think that I'm particularly all that smart. Neither do I. I dropped out of high school and I'm pretty fucking dumb. Like me too. It's not that difficult. But oh, you're above the average still. <laughs> what George Carlin said that like yeah. yeah. Half of the population is below average. So think about the regular person, how fucking dumb they are. And then everybody else below that is even dumber. I love you, George Carlin. Oh, R.I.P. <sighs> Master. He's probably up in Mormon heaven. Oh, God. He'd be so fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah. If there was an afterlife, he'd be like, ah, fuck you. I'm not going. So Isaac Hale is like, cool. If you're going to stop being a douchebag, you guys can live and work on my farm. Like, real job. Like, maybe an honest living. And Joe's like, when we find gold on it, I bet you I can. Pay me up front. 
Oh, sorry. That's just the old. Sorry. God damn, sorry. I forgot right, that sorry. I already did that to you. Um. Okay. Like, what do we have to do? Like, what's a farm? Do I like? What do you do? Do we? Do you pick gold? Because <laughs> I, I don't. I don't understand. Do we swindle other farmers? That's what we do on this farm, right? Is this a swindling farm? <laughs> um, he uh, he did grow up working on his dad's farm, but he actively fucking hated working on a farm. Which, yeah, I, mean, I get it. I, yeah. want, I don't want to work on a farm either. Who 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 wouldn't? But also, it's like what you have to do to like survive. So don't be a dick about it. But Joe was a ginormous baby, so he worked on the farm for a little bit. <laughs> Only for a little bit, huh? Till he had another idea. Mm-hmm. So. Back to these uh, these mounds, the native mounds. Joe used to, uh, in his free time, tell his family or whoever would listen stories about the mounds. And they're stories that people knew he was just making up. Because Joe was just kind of a shit talker. You know these mounds are made by aliens, right? You know that? I mean, it's just, it's just the truth. People go, it's a fun yarn, Joe. Yeah. It's fun. Um, what are the mounds for, Joe? What would he say? Whatever the fuck comes to his mind. But what he would do is uh, he would rob one and then be like, oh, this skeleton right here, his name was Shupa, Shupakaya. And, uh, you know, Shupakaya owned a whole empire here. As far as the eye can see, he had limitless wives and they ate snakes. He just made shit up. Right. So for a long time, people were like, um, we don't actually, they didn't actually have any idea where the mounds came from there was local theories about what they were um the natives told them those are our ancestors but the white people said (laughs) that's silly what you don't know anything you're brown and gross i don't think that you guys are capable of this so there was a running theory that the mounds were built by an ancient race of white people why not that the natives killed and this was actually written about in books um it, it is an echo to what the Book of Mormon becomes, mm. but it's important to, to he did, Joe didn't come up with that concept, but he did run with it. He would be like, man, those brown savages, you they killed this man right here with this sword. I'm going to take this sword, though. It's nah, I'm going to sell it. Yeah. So he started telling these stories, um, and then one day he, in 1826, um, kind of just decided that he wasn't making these stories up. And when people would ask him, how do you know this? He's like, oh, I learned about it um, when I used to search for gold. I found a golden Bible that told me all these things. Told me about uh, <laughs> the white people. and That's so weird because this comes up later in a completely different way. Yeah. Weird. Weird. That he would have this lie just kind of locked and loaded. for kind of randomly. Yeah. Um, one important fact is, so if you are Mormon, you are probably asking why I haven't talked about some very pivotal visions mm. that define the church. It's because Joe didn't talk about those visions yet. If we're just going chronologically, it's not in his journal and nobody near him's journal talks about Joe talking about visions. These are visions that he had when he was 14 and 16 mm. that he I don't know, just forgot to write down or tell anybody about until he was in his twenties. Wasn't that important that he met, you know, God and the Son Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost? That's not He it was a weird afternoon, but it wasn't the biggest part of the day. <laughs> if you read his journal, he's like Emma 
was talking to one of her friends, and they learned about oral sex. Okay, so I met God. Anyway, <laughs> let me tell you about oral sex. <laughs> Great. Have Holy you guys tried it yet? Holy cow. Whoa. I would actually give up gold digging. Well, I wouldn't. Maybe I would. I'll, I'll get both. i get my way. Oh, I'll get both, because I'll just lie to her. I'll be like, you want some gold? Uh, suck my dick. <laughs> Do that thing again and with I'll your mouth. I'll probably find some gold. But yeah, so it was not until 1826 that even in his own journals and people around him's journals say that Joe just started talking about this golden Bible. And people would say, so where is it? And he would often be like, oh, I, I read it and then I, I buried it again. Or I have it in a chest, but you can't look at it. Yeah, it's, it's just for me. And there's no, there's no stories at this point that it was given to him by an angel. He just fucking found it. And read it, and so that's why he knows so much about the mounds. Right. Now, if we know Joe up to this point, he's now just a domesticated husband working on a farm, and that ain't good enough. So the 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 stories he was telling, people were responding to, and I think he just sort of was like, um, yeah, I, I didn't make that up. That's true because as soon as you tell a lie, and somebody goes, really, you're gonna go, um, yes, <clears throat> yes. Because it's funner. It's like telling someone you have the ability to go invisible, but you can only do it when no one's looking. Yeah. And then you get the suckers who are like, whoa. That's so cool. Well, it's so, you know, elementary school recess bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I can't show you, but, like, I can totally move things with my mind. But only when no one else is around. Yeah. I can fly, too, but. I don't know. Can't see, you can't watch it out. Gives me a headache. I don't like doing it. Yeah. I don't even want. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't know why you're asking me something. Like that. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it. So yes, I found a golden Bible. Okay, I read it. Yes, I know ancient secrets. Okay, I I'm, I don't want to tell you about it unless right. you ask again. If you're curious, I'll tell you more. I'll tell you about it, but you can't see it. It's a secret. And uh, this is when he started with the whole. Uh, yeah, I have them. There, uh, again, in that book called Mormonism Exposed, there's a quote from a guy who said that Joe came to him in 1826 and commissioned him to build a very hefty wooden box. And Joe said it's just for carrying stuff. And then there's another quote from a guy who saw Joe with a bag full of sand. Uh, and he said, oh, I just need to fill up a box with this sand. Um, these are just weird side quotes. They could be lies. But we do know there was a heavy-ass box that he started to have. And he would tell people not to look in it because if they saw the Golden Bible, as he called it at this point, that their heads would explode. Of course. And you don't want to, yeah, do you want to die? Don't look in it. You want to die? It's a possibility. God might kill you for looking. You're not supposed to look at this. He'd know, too. He sees everything. I uh, read that in the Golden Bible, mm -hmm. which I can look at because I, I know the password. Yeah. Passwords one two three. Sorry, oh shit! I'm, <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna say don't change it. So, um, but Joe's mom Lucy and a friend named Martin Harris were fucking on board. Um, a lot oh, of people man thought Joe was full of shit. They were like, "This is dumb." Including Emma's dad Isaac. He was like, "What the fuck are you on about? Get back to work in the field." <laughs> but Martin Harris bought into it immediately. Yeah. Martin Harris was like, "Yep." That makes sense to me, because why would the natives build these elaborate mounds? Only white people could do that. Uh. And we weren't here, so maybe what Joe was saying that makes sense. And a golden Bible? Of course. Why of not? Of course. It's going to be made of gold because God. Yep. 
he just had a fun con. Um, and like we were saying before, this is the, you know, a revivalist area uh, of religious and spiritual thought. So I think people were just ready for it. Ready to buy up any bullshit that was being slung out. They just wanted to eat, eat, eat that idea, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I, there's also a lot of talk about why that's why there's like a cultural narrative for why people needed that at the time. Mm. I don't know. Manifest destiny type of thing. Sure. The American way is like I'd create, I'd go my own way. So there was a, a definite sense they didn't want to be part of an old religion because it didn't have the answers clearly the way King George didn't. So let's make our own yeah. religion. And so they started to buy it. All right. Well, Joe goes more and more uh, every day getting more um, elaborate about these stories, and people would actually come over to hear him tell them. They would have parties where they would all drink, and Joe would tell them these long yarns about oh, this war and that war and uh, names of people. Right. They're all biblical names more often than not. Bored as hell. And you're like, let's go to the theater. Yeah. He was, I mean, what the fuck else is going on? Yeah. They don't have radio or jack shit. Yeah. And Joe is a very good storyteller. He's been doing it for a long time. He's been making up stories about these mounds, and it's just suddenly that he's like, "Actually, I read them." Yeah, I just didn't want. I just didn't want to tell you about that before. That fact. Um, he did also to back up these stories when people would come over to hear this, hear the stories. Is he pulled out a sword and a shield and two seer stones um, called uh, Uma Thurman. <laughs> 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 They're actually called the Urim and Thummim. Yeah. And they are from the Bible, but they they're not seer stones in the Bible like what what they are in the Bible is it's like a short story that doesn't really explain what they are, but they're like they're like stones or metal pieces that go on a breastplate and they're supposed to be imbued with protection or you know, you put them on and you have God's protection or something like that in battle. So he even changed what the meaning of that was supposed to be? They yeah, they're, they're not seer stones in the Bible. <laughs> in fact, I don't even think they're stones. They're like gems that you, encrusted gems you put on your breastplate. And it protects you. The uh, Urim and Thummim that he had were two, I think they were they were dark stones that had... Well, I think you can still see them now. Right? We still have these around. The uh, Mormons keep them, right? It's like a it's, You can Google it. Yeah. yeah, they're just little stones, and they have a little symbol on them, um, and they're supposed to, for Joe's interpretation, it helps him decipher these plates. because Why does he have to decipher them? They're not written in English. Weird. What language are they supposed to be written in? Um, hilariously, that he would have any context, but it's ancient Egyptian mixed with some ancient Hebrew. Now, question, is the Rosetta Stone, do we, does anybody at this point know yeah. Egyptian... They Ancient Egyptian. No. They haven't found that shit That's kind of convenient. Let's pick a language that nobody could tell you that you're wrong on because nobody knows. What do you mean convenient? It just happens to be an old language and he had the stones to translate it. Sure. Isaac Hale, why are you questioning everything I do? Mm. Yes, I bang your hot daughter and I <laughs> have these neat stones. You're just jealous. <laughs> just jealous. You just wish you had stones. Yeah, you Symbols could, on them. You don't get a golden Bible. But that's what he started doing. Um, he did physically have these things. If anybody's curious, the sword and shield and these stones uh, did exist. There's a lot of uh, witness statements that he had them. Where the fuck he got them, I don't know. 
Um, he probably just make them? pulled them out of a mound. Or a mound, yeah. And just said, oh, so they... these were buried with the Golden Bible because uh, they were buried by um, an ancient uh, guy named uh, Macaroni. Very white. His name is Macaroni Sauce. Um, and I, I don't know. He, uh, you know, I know that from the, from the books. Right. Um, and people fucking bought it. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about it because I'm just so dumbfounded that people bought into it at all. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sad because it's, a lot of it's driven by racism because what he was doing was explaining the mounds because they couldn't wrap their heads around the idea that the local natives would be responsible for it because they're so gross and weird. Right, right. Anything elaborate would have to be done by white people. Of course. So, um, Joe decided, I'm going to uh, physically translate these plates into a book so I can share the secrets. Oh, I can't wait for this part. How does he do it? Well, first, uh, it's just him with the box closed near him. Sure. Using these stones, and Emma is transcribing as he dictates. So wait, why is the box closed? How do the stones work? He does not need supposedly. to be looking at the plates. That's weird. At the same time. He just stares at the stones and like... Mm-hmm. It's, and then it, what, it translates what's supposed to be inside the Bible. These aren't regular. The golden Bible. These are not regular stones. Right. These are... Uh, Oscar-winning actress-level <laughs> seer stones. Yeah, and I don't know if she's actually won an Oscar. I assume she should. She, I, I imagine she has. If not, she's good. She's a good actress. Yeah, yeah. People seem to like her. Um, Kill Bill. So, I think what it is is that um, Uma was maybe in the box and she was reading it to Joe, <laughs> and he picked it up. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of mystery surrounding oh, that. Nephi, right down. Nephi. Uh, Emma's name is Nephi. And then, um, he, he was like, he, and then, um, what, he, he had to, like, he, he had a sword. Emma, he has, Nephi has a sword. Yeah, he, it's Nephi. His dad, his dad. Yes, I know it's dumb. But it's a dumb name. Uh, his dad's name is. His dad is. Lehi. Lehi. Sounds kind of the same as Nephi, but it, they're different people. It does rhyme, yeah, but they're different. And his mother's name was Wehi. She's Wehi. Tie dye and tie dye and are you sure that's what you want, Uma? Cause I oh I know I erase all that. That's all wrong. Yeah, I can come up with something better, like something that's not lame, like layman and, <laughs> and Lemuel. That's what we're going with for his brothers. So this first story um, is not the story that we end up with. With what if you were to pick up the Book of Mormon right now? It's a version of it. Why? Um, we'll get to that. It's okay. one of the funner stories. Okay. But this first story was not a biblical type of, and then lo, behold, such and such. It was more just a novel about, um, a, uh, Hebrew family from Jerusalem. Um, about, I think it was like 500 BC, I guess is technically what you're talking about. And then there's also a concept of, um, uh, you know, in the New Testament, Jesus does tell his apostles that he has to go proselyte to some other folks before he officially dies. I don't know how they interpret that. So I guess we should mention that this is the beginnings of what would become the Book of Mormon. Yep. And that's what the Mormons base a lot of their beliefs off because they use the King James Version of the Bible. But they also say that the Book of Mormon is a new revelation 
it's it's Bible fan fiction. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's such a great way of it's, fucking putting it. It's uh, similar. Right, which has new extra stories vibes. and guidelines to live by. Yeah, if you ever talk to a missionary, that's how they like to frame it. It's like, another Bible. Yeah. It's like part three. Holy shit. Yeah, our church has all the answers. Some other churches have some of the answers, but we've got the Mormon we have Bible. all the answers. Yeah. But what uh, secular historians believe Joe is doing at this point is not building a religion. He doesn't want to work on the farm, and he, he's, he gathers a crowd of people. He's got a good imagination. He just wants to write a book yeah. to make money. And the book is... Oh, man, the correlation between him and L. Ron Hubbard. Anyways. Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. And even, yeah, there's there's some Trump vibes, some mm. Marilyn Manson vibes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so this story is about Jesus coming to proselyze to the natives. Um, in the Americas. In the Americas. And it's based off of, it's it's similar to the Aztec myth of Quetzalcoatl because... That was also a thing that was making the rounds uh, at that time in a book that's assumed that he read about Quetzalcoatl being Jesus because Quetzalcoatl is described as light-skinned. And uh, he's also described as the feathered serpent, so I don't know where they get away with that. But Joe was aware that there is an Aztec god that is white. You've and, said this in a fun fact on one of our episodes. You've talked about Quetzalcoatl. Yeah, Quetzalcoatl is... Well, so, you know, there's a there's a... Humans repeat myths for some reason. Sure. I mean, we all have the same programming. Carl Jung said that it was like uh, instincts that we don't tap into anymore, the way birds know to go south, bears know to go to sleep. We used to know shit, and now our brains are too big to understand it, so instead we tell the same dumb story over and over again. Right. One of those is the dying god, and that's Jesus, Horus, Quetzalcoatl. Most most cultures have a dying god. Right. And Joe just said... Quetzalcoatl is Jesus, and he really? didn't come up with that. It was a theory that was running around, but he was solidifying by saying, yeah, but I read it in this goddamn golden Bible. Mm, there's your proof that you can't look at. What other more proof do you fucking need? They're, they're my words. That's enough. I'm a, I'm an honest man. I'm a simple man. I'm an honest man. I found a book. Made of gold. I'll write it down for you so you can read it. You can't read it because it's in a different language. Yeah, and if you look at it, you're going to die. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I'd lie to you about that, Emma. Yeah. It's or, not because I just don't want you to go look and see that it doesn't exist or, or anything like that. Oh, it's not a box full of sand. <laughs> gold is heavy. Okay. <laughs> oh, who's an idiot now? <laughs> but um, this first book is the where he come up with uh, the names. So if you haven't read the Book of Mormon... It's a family. The father's name is Lehi. Uh, two brothers, Laman and Lemuel. Uh, two more brothers, uh, Nephi and Sam. Mm-hmm. And then two more brothers who don't really come up that I much. I always thought that was weird because you have like uh, Laman and Nephi and Lehi, and then there's like just a Sam put in there. Like he for like yeah. he couldn't come up with another cool sounding name that would have made sense. I mean, I guess Sam is an old name. It just sounds funny. Well, like, he made up Bible-sounding names yeah. and then just used Bible names for the lesser characters. He was like, well, they don't really matter. Sam. They don't, they don't really. Jacob. I don't, I don't yeah. give a fuck. It's Bible-ish enough. But what's fun is that it, the that family um, mirrors Joe's family. Joe has two older brothers. He's the third brother, the way Nephi is. Right. He's the visionary like Nephi is. I never Nephi thought is, about that. Which people do wonder, and he did revere his father, 
the way Nephi revered Lehi, there is some people who think that there might be some psychology there that he fucking hated his older brothers, or was it the very least... They're the ones who didn't join the religion, right? They did not. <laughs> yeah. So there is a sense that... Right, what you know. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a weird story th- that, that Fawn Brody talked about, and she did say that, like, this is not definitive, but when he was a teenager, somebody shot a bullet near him. So there are Mormons that like to say that the devil tried to have him killed before he could uh, take off with his yeah, religion. But the devil sucks. He's not a very good aim. Yeah, I mean, he's... I think he's incorporeal, so when he finally was able to pick up the gun, he was like, God, I can't hit the trigger right. <laughs> like on Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. He can knock a can over, but holding a gun and firing it, that's... Like holding it up and then getting precise. That's be, hard. be tough. Yeah. I don't blame Satan for that. But there's also speculation that it was just a hunter who missed, but a bullet did whiz past his ear, and mm-hmm. some people think that one of his brothers, in a heated argument, was like, I'm going to fucking kill Joe. And so... They, so they think that maybe the Joe Joe's brothers was trying to shoot at him, possibly? Yeah. Similar to how Nephi's brothers tried to kill him. Yeah. And what the idea is, and of course, I'm speculating wildly off of someone else's speculation. Sure. But the reason that people talk about it is why does the Book of Mormon story mirror Joe's, except for the fact that the older brothers are just evil, Yeah. Um, is that maybe he got in an argument with a brother, a brother took a shot at him and then denied it, and Joe just held on to that forever with, because he's that. obviously some kind of narcissist. Oh yeah, and so oh yeah, any slight against him, he'd be like, "Fuck them, I'm gonna write a book where you're the bad guy." That guy, his brother, always said was, "I don't really believe you, love you, little bro. This is all a little bit weird to me." Totally he's all like, took head. shots at me. <laughs> but fuck you. He tried to ki- he tried to kill me, you know. I'm he gonna, tried to kill me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write you in history. Everyone's gonna know you. Well, in the best by part, a different name. Is that not only are his, are Nephi's older brothers the main bad guys? They explain why brown people exist, right? Which has been debunked today. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but the concept is that if you are spiritually bad, uh, your skin goes brown. Mm-hmm. God cursed um, Laman and Lemuel with brown skin, so their kids have brown skin, etc. That's why there's brown people. Racism. Um, and Laman and Lemuel religion. didn't populate you know like like africa or anywhere there's dark-skinned people those are just people who are already unspiritual so god cursed them they are the remnants of ham i think is the character in the bible they like to say ham oh my god yeah he is a real person he's in the bible you brought up ham before yeah ham is how the mormons i thought that was god cursed ham I thought you were just rattling off random names, and you're <laughs> so like, so and so begot so and so got ham, and I was like, ham, and then turns out, <laughs> oh, well, it's funny. Whatever stupid bullshit you can say out loud sounds like the shit people believe in when they're Mormon. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's that. Fun. Um, so, um, let's see. Martin Harris took over transcribing duties um, after Emma kind of complained that Emma doesn't not believe joe but it's more like he's writing a weird book and he's got some angle about it and it keeps him busy so he stays away from me most of the day and if and people seem to like his stories if he can sell this thing great all right sweet but martin harris is the one who was like this is real this is the word of god and martin harris is uh kind of dumb he's dull uh um he's exactly rusty metal i don't know what he actually looks like but I, I have know. the best picture in my head of just the 
They're just this dumb, boring guy. Yeah. Oh, you know about God? I want to learn about God. I don't want to go to hell. Can you tell me, Joe? Yeah. Um, unfortunate for Martin, his wife Lucy didn't believe any of this shit. Because she's smart, which there's a South Park episode on this. Yeah. Smart, 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 smart. Um, so Martin Harris took over transcribing duties. By the time they reached 116 pages of this book okay, is when Lucy, well, okay, so what happened is Martin took a mortgage out on his farm so that Joe, it's like investing in a book. Sure. It's like an investment deal, right? You have a friend with a good idea for a book. You pay him a wage to write the book, and then you get a share of it. Right. He mortgaged his farm for this to get the book. Idiot. Lucy Harris was like, fuck no, after he'd already done it. Yeah. So she insisted on seeing the the the, the book. Um, like, if you're going to fucking be giving away money. Let me see it. Yeah. What is it? Let's see if it's good enough that it's even going to sell or not. And I think Lucy, um, I don't know where she landed on whether or not it was a good investment, but she clearly didn't believe the way Martin did that this is a true story. By right. Um, so she was <laughs> pissed about that. And so Martin was like, look, I'll get it verified. So he took it to a language specialist in New York. Took what to a language specialist? The story. That was being written by Joe? Yeah. Okay. The, the 116 pages. Right. Because Joe... Um, had written on there some of the hieroglyphics that he was using to translate with, sure. along with the story, to uh, demonstrate what the plates look like. He wrote some of the symbols down. Okay. So he took it to a language specialist, and he said, this is nothing. Um, it looks like a mix of Hebrew and Arabic with some additional lines Just randomly in put in. It doesn't even look like Egyptian hieroglyphics, particularly. It looks more like a Hebrew. Hebraic language that's just fake. It's made up. <laughs> but he's like, but I want to know um, where the fuck did you find this? Because this is bizarre. Right. And Martin said, oh, it comes from a book that you can't look at because your head will explode. <laughs> and that's when the man realized that he was dealing with an idiot. Yeah. And he's like, okay, so I can't translate a sealed book, so get the fuck out of my oh, office. Idiot. So How much money have you dumped in so far? Hopefully you haven't put a mortgage on your farm yet, you idiot. And he's like... <laughs> What? Huh? What do you mean? Yeah, I did. What? It's going to work out. You don't know. God told him. And this begins the strain of uh, anti-intellectualism in Mormonism. So they don't like being explained things. They don't like the, the ideas. You free-thinking asshole. You went to one of them liberal colleges, didn't you? God damn it. Smarty pants. This country used to be great. <laughs> God, I want to make it great again. Back when we could own people. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Martin was a little shook by that. He went to Joe and he's like, I took this to a guy who said that the symbols mean nothing and the story is absurd. Yeah. And, uh, he told me that he can't translate an unsealed book. What's that about Joe? And Joe was like, <laughs> and Joe being quite well versed in the Bible opened directly to a verse that talked about how someday a prophet will unseal a book. That's the actual quote. So Martin is now convinced that he is in the midst of a prophet. He's like, oh, shit. Because that professor used the word sealed, and then Joe was like, yeah, but I'm going to unseal it. See how the Bible says unseal? I'm a prophet. Mm, I'm a prophet. Actually, I hadn't thought of that before. That's got a good ring That's to it. Yeah, call me a prophet from now on. Prophet Joseph Smith. Hey, Thanks. Uh, Emma, prophet wants to know when dinner's ready. Yeah. And prophet's getting a little bit randy, if you know what I'm saying. Huh? Huh? 
Hey, Emma, I'm having a revelation about my dick. Why don't you come over here and please the prophet? Why don't you come transcribe these ideas? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she punched him for that. Yeah, he's a douche. Yeah, he's kind of a douche. But best part of this story is that uh, Joe was like, proved to Martin Harris uh, how serious this is, and then said, okay, so where's the papers? And he's like, oh, I left them with, uh, with my wife. Lucy, she wanted to go over them again. And Joe's like, cool, can you go get them for me? And Lucy... We don't know if Lucy hid the papers or if or, she destroyed them. Or if she lost them, yeah. But Lucy is smart. I, I, I can't help but to take the obvious, and that is that she hid, she hid them. She just hid them. She was doubtful. She was a doubting Thomas. Smart. And she was like, the, the idea that I remember going by is if she hid them, the reason why is because she's like, well, if he's actually, actually translating. He'll just do it again. Yeah, from a book, and he's not making it up then he should be able to rewrite it word for word because it's a direct translation. Which is what she told him. You're not going to show us the book that you're translating from, the golden plates. So if you won't do that and you've translated 116 pages, go ahead and rewrite it again exactly the same. 116 is not that much. Go do it again. Yeah. That's what happened because Martin was afraid of his wife. Joe went and was like, hey, can I have those papers? And she's like... Misplaced them, man. Gone. Thank Lost God them. it comes from a source and you can just redo it. Yeah, sorry about that. That's a bummer. But uh, good news is if he does redo it, then you know it's real for sure. If he can't do it, then it's clearly bogus. What a weird so, and perfect scheme I have. We can also just find out. So yeah, uh, Lucy Harris is smart. So uh, she may or may not have come up with this plan. We, that's what we're uncertain of. She might have done what we just explained. Or maybe they were actually lost. She might have actually just misplaced them and been like, hey, well, I didn't really believe it anyway, so... These were only the things you've been working on for the last month. Oh, well. Yeah. And Oops, sorry. Kind of pissed that my husband mortgaged our farm on this bullshit, so why don't you go fucking fix it, Joe? Why, why do you misplace pages of this? They're somewhere around here. I don't know. Yeah, and um, I, I think a lot of people uh, believe that she hid them to compare... To test. If he could translate them again. And what happened next? Did he translate them again, word by word, to prove that he had plates that he could translate from? It was exact. Liar. Uma Thurman I doubt you. has a great memory. She remembers... No, totally different. Um, yeah, yeah. totally different. How did he hide it, though? He kept tricking uh, this idiot, right? He's a, so, a person that could be tricked easily, it seems like. That's what's so sad. Lucy Harris actually leaves... Martin Harris. Over this? Over this. Oh, because she's that smart and he's that dumb. Yeah, because what Joe does next is... So like I was saying, it wasn't uh, uh, in verse form. It was more like a story, like a novel. Right. When he retranslated it, now with a different guy, because you can't trust Martin What do you mean Harris a different anymore. guy? He got a gentleman named Oliver Cowdery to do the transcribing now. Okay. And what came out was, and as he explained to Martin Harris and others... This is inspired by what the Umam and Thummim tell me. It's not a direct translation. I'm a man. So he couldn't do it. He I couldn't make mistakes. Retranslate. Oh, no. No, don't get me. I could. What was the excuse don't, don't, he used? Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I could. It's, it's an interpretation. Right. But I heard the excuse was that, as a matter of fact, what the Mormons teach yeah. was that Joseph, before he gave the papers to Martin. He told him he couldn't have the papers. He couldn't take them. Yeah, he was really nervous about that. And but when he, Martin said... He had to to get Martin to Mortgage's farm. Right. But, yeah. And and what he told Martin was that he asked God, he prayed, <laughs> 
and told and God told him no these are too important and then Martin came and asked again well I if I'm going to give you this mortgage you know a payment from me taking a mortgage out right and then I I I need to have the papers that's that's my deal and right. so Joseph said okay well I went and talked to God again and he said okay and then when they were lost because Lucy supposedly lost them or hid them God I wish they were around Joseph responded back to Martin saying, well, this is because I asked God and he told me no. Right. And, and I went and bugged him again. And he said, yes, and this is our punishment because we shouldn't have asked again. We mm-hmm. should have gone with it. So those are just lost forever. Instead, I'm going to give you a story that's the exact same story, but from a different person's perspective. Right. So Avoiding a direct translation of I guess, the exact same story. He actually, that's true. So I didn't explain it before. The novel version was from Lehi's perspective, the father. Right. Um, when Joe reinterpreted it, because God said, since other people have seen that story, we got to scrap it. For some reason. I'm God. You don't need to ask why. Uh, <laughs> so the new book, the one that we that we have now, uh, is from, it begins at least with Nephi's perspective. And I love this excuse for many reasons, because Joe explained that it is the same story. It's just like the two people are doing the exact same things in the same scenarios. And it's just a different perspective. Therefore, not only giving him the opportunity to not do a direct translation, because he couldn't, but to uh, still get the same story. And what he excuses it with is, well, uh, we're getting punished for it, but not really, because we're getting the exact same story. What a punishment, man. God is... He's harsh. Ah. This is Old this, this is, is old Testament. God this is shit. like almost like flooding the earth, and he's like, Psh, you guys didn't listen to me. So, uh, but you, don't worry, you get the exact same story. Just so, I else. feel like drowning you and everyone you know. Um... But instead, just change the story. There's your punishment. I'm in a good mood today. Right. Doesn't make any sense. So that is the explanation uh, that Joe tol- tells, is that Lucy Harris is an uh, uh, an abominable... She's a witch. Witch. And because of her, we have to start all over. Which is actually very sad, because if Joe hadn't have done this and just wrote his shitty book, this would not have became a religion. It would have just been a fiction... Yeah, he maybe would have sold a few copies and made some coin and then went back to being a money or a gold digger, probably. Right. Oh, and I love that Lucy left him because that must have been a, like a turning point for her. She's like, I knew you were dumb. But after this, so dumb. like, I gotta go. Like, go, you, you idiot. The level, I mean, look, so you're not good at sex. You're not that charming. But I thought you were, I could I could work this. <laughs> right. You too, It's not worth it. You're too dumb. Yeah. You're too dumb, Martin. So with Oliver Cowdery now, uh, this is another recent convert to Joe's ideas. Um, This is when Joe decides that it has to be a little bit more serious. Um, He has a curtain in between him and Oliver. Why? uh, Because Oliver can't see the process. Why? But uh, Joe is shoving his face into a hat. (laughs) Into a hat. And uh, telling... What's in the hat? His visions, well, the Umu and Thummim are in there. So now he's got the the stones, which in, before he was in just, a stovepipe hat. Yeah, before he was just looking at them, but now you can't see the process. Uh, I'm gonna put no. them in a hat, draw a curtain. I'm gonna stick my face in it, and then you just start writing down what I say because mm-hmm. I'm I'm getting visions. So it's it's uh it's basically it's basically <laughs> Oliver across the room, and all he can hear is. All right, so uh, there's a guy, Nephi. All right, hold on. And lo and behold. <laughs> you writing this down? You getting this? There is 
Hilariously, um, the word used the most in the Book of Mormon is the word and. Yeah. And that is because this is both Joe is technically not literate. Right. Uh, Oliver Cowdery can write. But when you're talking about something that's being made up on the spot, more than likely, Joe just went, and then, uh, and then. And then this uh, happened next. And, and then that guy said this. And, and lo and behold, uh, and then. And the spirit. And then the spirit said that. Yeah. Um, so at this point, is he depressing. trying to actually make a religion? I don't know if his eyes are set on like the whole cult that it turns into, but. I do think it's just more like if I can sell this as legitimate, I can squirm my way out of it. And as he already talked about how he found, as he rediscovered the plates, like I mean, came up with a new story because it was right the Book of Mormons from yeah, Angel Moroni. From Moroni, so no. So at least say, yeah. it's not in his journals at yeah. least because we are only in 1829. His journals don't start mentioning speaking to Moroni or God until the 1830s. Okay. So at this point, Joe is just a guy who stumbled on a book, stumbled on some seer stones, which he's familiar with from his old convict days. Right. And uh, he found this book that explains all the things that people have been thinking about, that our natives, the lost Hebrew tribe, is Quetzalcoatl Jesus. Can you imagine? Why are my older brothers jerks to me? <laughs> right. Can you imagine being his father-in-law and being like, where the fuck is he? He's supposed to be helping on the farm. And then his daughter's like, he's up there. He's got the curtain. You can, you can hear him. He's talking. All right, Oliver. So <laughs> lo and behold. And he's just like, God damn it. I have a, a 10-year-old for a, a son-in-law. I hate this. It's I a, hate this. <laughs> I, I wish I should have kicked his ass more last time. He's up there with his friends, Dad. <laughs> They're playing games. So... Yeah, Joe, uh, your wife is out working in the field again today. Did you did you want to help her? No, she's going to do it. Hey, can you bring up some Kool-Aid and Pop-Tarts? <laughs> We're hungry. So anyway, Oliver, uh, lo and behold, wives should work for their husbands <laughs> and enjoy it. Behold. And respect their husband. It's important. And fathers-in-law, lo and behold, should thou dost shut up. Often he has and bringeth pop tarts. <laughs> yeah, let thy know let 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 everyone know that the husband is the priesthood holder and his word is the word of Lord. Yep. Um, he's actually gonna come up with a fun fake word for that later. Hmm. Oh, Hooray! So this stupid piece of shit is done <laughs> by July of eighteen twenty nine. It is the Book of Mormon. That's what he titles it. Um, yeah, they uh, with with Oliver or sorry with uh, Martin Harris's investment, they get five thousand copies and uh, start sending it out into the world. Mostly, Joe's hopes are to just sell it right as a new religious text. So it is now a religious, or at least that, or uh, information well, about because like the the regular Bible is written by mostly Hebrews from that area. And his story says, well, this is just another tribe of Hebrew that came over here. So it's the same. They're the same tradition. It's basically just a new Bible. It's part three. Right. Yeah, everybody loves a trilogy. And uh, he had the Gauls. So, yeah, this is like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 movie of all the <laughs> movies. Yeah. 
the the one you don't need. It's the one that yeah sucked. You don't need it. Uh, yeah, because the first one's more violent. First one's the best. <laughs> first one's the second best. one's not bad. <laughs> yeah. A little too rough. And the third one was yeah, yeah, not good. I mean, anything where the third story is that they go to ancient Japan and become samurais, it's just not a good idea. Yeah. Don't fuck with time if you if you can't if you can't help it. Um, but this book did actually do decently well because it it hit on all those questions and answers people had about the mounds. Uh, there was also a lot of anti-Catholic sentiment going around, and this fuck Catholicism. Yeah, it, the, the Book of Mormon has a, a major like uh, um, religious is personally interpreted, so you shouldn't have a, a a higher body tell you what to do type of bullshit. Right. Um. From a uh, secular point of view, it's really terrible. It's a terrible fucking book. It's not written well. Characters lack any subtlety. Right. There's no real arc to it. It's fucking boring as shit. <laughs> it is really boring. I had to read that shit. I, I've read it like three times. So you know, so if you're not Mormon, you realize that you not only have to read it often in church. That's what they teach about. They go over all this shit, as well as the Bible, too. But... If you're a Mormon kid and you go to school in Utah, especially, they have a, a class called seminary, <sighs> and small children go and take this class where they talk mostly strictly about the Book of Mormon, and mm-hmm. you have to the themes, yeah, and you have to read through it all and keep track of it, and like people, teachers will put up like little boards, I mean, like how many pages did you read on family home evening with your family? And you're just like, I didn't, I wanted to blow my brains out when I tried. And I didn't do any of that. But I did. I read through the whole entire thing, and it's stupid It and you, boring. You don't come away with a real sense of it after reading it. A lot of it, so, you know, a good book sticks in your head. I was going to say, I don't remember a lot. Mm-mm. Like, if you read, at least in my experience, you read an Ernest Hemingway book, uh, the way he writes creates imagery in your head that's burned in there. And if he makes a point... You, uh, you you think about it. That's what a great writer does. Yeah. Book of Mormon is completely forgettable. It's very violent yeah. uh, for being, quote-unquote, Christian. Um, chopping heads off and shit. I remember some of that stuff. Lots of head chopping. Ne- it's Nephi very racist. Yeah. Uh, there was one guy who used just a rock and a sling and just beat 30 guys to death with it. <laughs> if I remember right. Um, there's horses. Which lots of horses in there, even though there were not horses in the Americas. In the Americas at the time frame that he that he depicts it. Yeah. Um, if I remember right, horses <clears throat> started coming into the Americas over ships in about the 1500s. However, his book is well before that. And there were ancient horses before there were humans. There's like some you know megafauna horse that there's there's bones of down there, but that's thousands of years before. Um, I think we even left Africa, so you know. There's also the, he the church elephants to say that. as well, which weren't uh, in the Americas either. <sighs> yeah, he he has a lot of discrepancies that don't meet up with uh, what was actually happening in the world. So not particularly, and a lot of it's been. I mean, because uh, are we getting to, to the Egyptian scrolls? Is that going to come up? That comes up. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. This is. Uh, I'm telling but again, you, yeah, this is two ex Mormons. He has to say this is a, a weird. Um, we know a lot about it, and we're episode for us because axe to grind yeah every every other episode that you've done i didn't know enough about the person yeah maybe a tiny bit at most where in this case it's weird hearing the story because i 
Okay. I know what's coming. And you already, I know all the stuff. And we both already have pretty entrenched thoughts about it. With like, well, this is why it's fucking dumb. Yeah. But the Book of Mormon objectively is a bad book. I'll just say that. Perfect. It's, it's not. It's not. Look, there are things about the Bible that make it like interesting. There's 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 a poetic edge to it. There's character development and and narrative arcs that the Book of Mormon lacks because Joe is not a He's good not a writer. writer. He's not an author. And. I know that uh, the Mormons like to say, well, how did he come up with it? Because you, I couldn't sit down and do that. I could. You could. I could. If you were from Joe's time where the primary mode of, of uh, entertainment is reading the Bible, that type of thinking is just in your head. You could spew it. If you wanted me to just spew a story that's like a new version of Star Trek, I, was gonna say. I could do that if, you, if I had an incentive. People can do that. And Joe isn't especially creative thinker he really is yeah he's good at twisting a yarn it's really not that interesting because it's not a well-written book if it were well written you would have me in a, in a corner but it's a shit well i love document. that like people will say just that they'll be like well how did you come up with it i couldn't sit down with them like have you have you seen star wars someone came up with that and it's it's better written than the book of mormon yeah like, by far it sells so much money now granted the Book of Mormon started a whole religion that's fucking worth billions now. It but might, it, it might be a better franchise than Star Wars. But it's <laughs> based wise. on people's souls and getting into heaven, so <laughs> it's more based off fear than it is entertainment. Yeah, there's a definite threat to. Yeah. That's the other thing about the book is that it's sort of threatening anybody who learns the truth of the book and then denies it almost immediately Go gets to hell. Kill, killed or yeah goes to hell. Yeah. Which is also fun. We're out of um, darkness. We haven't talked about when he comes up with more of his uh, his bullshit, but the Book of Mormon, if you recall, describes hell the way the Old Testament does. Sure. Brimstone and fire. Right. It's a torturous place. Uh, he didn't have time to change that later. Yeah, someone already figured it out. And let's just match it up with what everybody else knows. It'll make it seem more valid, probably. Yeah. As well. Now, what Joe does next is I think what he... How he learns how to manipulate people. And this is why I know he's a smart guy. It's not difficult to manipulate people if you just believe you're smarter than them and you're a good talker. Yeah. He grabbed Martin Harris, Oliver Cowdery, and a guy named David Whitmer, had them look at the box, said, you can't look at the plates in here. But they're in here. Lift the box. It's heavy. Right. That's how you know. Let's go in the woods and pray about it. So they all went into the, into the woods and prayed about it. And... Uh, my interpretation is that Joe was like, oh my gosh, you guys, do you see that angel? Am I the only one that sees an angel? Or are you guys not worthy to see it? Oh, you can see it. Okay. Right. So an angel blessed them with the ability to see the plates. They go back to the house. He opens uh, an empty box and says, behold the plates. Crazy. You can't not see them, right? Because if you can't see them, then you're not worthy to see them. But you saw the angel, right? So all three of these dickheads were like, I see, I see, yeah, I totally, yeah. I totally see. I'm it. worthy. I did. I did, I'm not a bad person. Um, yeah, they're here. Uh, man, oh, are these heavy? Whew, and these are definitely gold. Super gold, and uh, it looks like it's got three rings. Another person's like, no, it's four rings. Shut up, dude. Just fucking. It's three it's rings. It's three or four. Yeah, <laughs> can't count right now. This well, I'm just the, so dizzy the from energy the energy level of expended from. Wow, Joe. Going into the woods. Wow. So, am I, am I like an investment partner in this now? <laughs> How much money do I make? Yep. Uh, so, Joe had them uh, sign witness statements. He uh, once Which he... is a weird thing to do. Like, why do you why? really need that? Why don't you just show you saw everybody it? that? Awesome. 
Perfect. Oh, but I want to make sure I get it down in writing that you also saw and believe this. So that way, if you ever try People... to turn back on me, I'll be like, what was all this then? You, that's your name, isn't it? Weird. You're just hmm. a liar in general. That's why you can't see them anymore. Well, and what's funny is all three of those people leave the church later for different reasons. Right. Um, one of them gets excommunicated. Like For real? Yeah. So when you read the introduction of the Book of Mormon, it says these three guys' names and say, they signed an affidavit saying that they witnessed it. And then in later years, they're like, nah, I left that bullshit. Huh? They left oh, the they church. Didn't. They're like, nah, fuck that. That guy's a fucking loser. Yeah. So he did get criticism for that, so he grabbed eight other dudes and went through the same affair. Right. Joe is really learning how to twist people in a way that I think he's he's learning as he goes. I mean, it's kind of, when you got a bunch of people who are, um, shall we say, I mean, like the whole entire of humanity, you don't know what comes after, and they're questioning and want to know answers. Scary. And you got someone who says, not only do I have the answers, but if you don't follow this way, you don't make it to heaven. And it's actually worse. Yeah. So, yeah, you fucking scare the shit out of everybody yeah. to believe in what you're saying. Well, there's a real sense that that's why Americans are so easily duped, as opposed to other first world countries, is because we have an attitude of, I decide what's best for the world and for me. I don't I don't look at an authority. So then when an authority says, Yeah, you are choosing to do what I say, yeah. Then they, they go gung ho for it. Because yeah. they're just Americans are easily programmable people because they um Yeah. Are led to believe that they have free will and that they're important. And they're neither of that's true. I think America's the uh the US anyways is the um highest amount of people that believe that angels actually exist. Highest percentage. Yep. Which is fun. It's higher than Italy. <laughs> Where there's like paintings all over the wall. There. Oh my God. Angels. Angels everywhere. I mean, I think, yeah, this is a, an especially, um, yeah, fun fun time for, for well, people like us, what with QAnon existing and, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of sense of like, why are, so, why are people so fucking dumb? There's a lot of members of my family that are QAnon that I didn't know were QAnon. For real? Until Trump lost because they're losing their fucking minds. And I'm like, of course. How did this This how is did we great. get here? This is awesome. This is fantastic. You're all I'm dangerous angry and idiots. happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like fucking idiot. Anyways, sorry. So, with all of this bullshit, got the books, or got the book. I got 5,000 copies. I got a bunch of guys who agree with me. The church starts. Um, with these eight members who all signed the shit, um, within only a few months of the book coming out, they had 40 people, and Joe starts loving... So, you know, storytellers like crowds. It's like a comedian. Sure. You know, you want to draw a crowd. Joe loves it. So the more people he gets, the more ridiculous he gets, where he starts speaking in tongues. For um, real, he did speak, he did speak in tongues. Uh-huh. Um, he started speaking in tongues. He started doing the, uh... Especially when the hard questions come in. The shaky shit. What's the sh You shake? Oh. Uh, the shaky dance? Yeah, yeah. The speaking in, in, in dance? Is yeah. that what they call that? Yeah. The god funk? God funk. I don't know. He did that. And then he also did an exorcism. Wait, he did an exorcism on who? Uh, some lady who's freaking out. Oh. And, uh, somebody brought her to him. Heal! Like, He's a... I mean, he can read a book, and he does a thing, and he's like, yeah, I can do that. Um, there's no indication of what physically happened. It's just witness statements that 
the woman was hysterical and he was like yep she has a demon and he prayed and then she probably died later nobody really explained because <laughs> right. she has epilepsy right she leaves goes home and dies and he's like i healed her i'm so good god damn it i'm good yeah and i think uh when you do that and you convince people um you're just gonna keep going yeah why would you stop especially because you're probably gonna sell more books yeah so con men think so uh he uh he did start talking about his uh what the Mormons, one of their favorite words is persecution. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They are obsessed with how picked on and how... They're so persecuted. Like, so bad. I can't think of a group that's been persecuted more, <laughs> to be quite honest. <laughs> right. I can't. In in all of history... It's so funny. I can't think of a, a group that's less persecuted than the Mormons. But talks about it more, more than anybody else. Fuck. They talk about it so much. Yeah. And if you're not from here, you may not understand that, but yes. Mormons feel like the entire world is... He's actively against them. Is against them. They've been persecuted since the dawn of... Which, I mean, let's be honest, they probably were persecuted at the beginning because they had a crazy person marrying everyone's fucking yeah. daughters, which he said he wasn't doing. Well, that shit does start early, to be fair. I mean, he doesn't even have a church or a name. He's just He's just giving speeches, selling a book, given exorcisms but this attracts other people to go to his house people of different religious persuasions would say you're a false prophet you gave my niece an exorcism and she's still shaken so they quote unquote the persecution which is really just criticism from your community for being weird did start early and it was mostly just shit like that like and that's not real persecution that's just someone saying i think you're dumb no, moms of people would go to his house and be like, you're a false prophet, you're lying, your book is fake, you're a liar, fuck you. And he'd be like, my God, Satan wants me to be to be quiet. Can you see this criticism? Look at them. Can you believe? Why would they be so upset unless I was correct? <laughs> <laughs> and then one of the guys that was in the mob's like, he's absolutely right. And just walks over on that side, like, I'm on this side of the line now. And they're like, jump, hey. <laughs> Where, oh. You're the one who you're the one who started this mob. I know, but the, the argument was persuasive. It was and look good. how handsome he is. Oh. You wrestle, right? You got wrestling <laughs> hands. Yeah, I wrestle. I exorcism and I wrestle. Let's and wrestle. everyone else was like, you know what? All right, whatever. Well, then that's the other thing is that uh, people were persuaded by. All right, he's got the book. It's hard to argue with. He's charming as fuck. You go to his house and they're doing whiskey shots and wrestling, and you're like, all right. Was I'm... he drinking? Oh yeah, Joe was a big drinker. What? Yeah. You're not allowed to drink. You're Mormon. Well, that comes up later, but uh, yeah, it's kind of sad because I may have not left the church if we could have had some fun. <laughs> right? And well, the yeah. reason they don't is so fucking dumb. They're like, no alcohol, no caffeine, no coffee or tea. Oh, my God. Sugar is questionable. Chocolate even is a little bit. It's got caffeine in it, so. <laughs> Fuck you. Shut up. An old... You- Mormon lady explaining to you her addiction to to chocolate is why I don't believe in anything. (laughs) Like like the way that the weight that they put on themselves about eating a chocolate bar and then describing it and then like how Satan wants me to eat the chocolate. I'm like, what? Life is definitely meaningless. Well, I love that like across the board, alcohol is considered to be pretty bad for if you're a Mormon. It's considered to be not, like, you're not, uh... That's the big one for them, I think. Right? But it's well, funny because coffee 
and T are, are supposed to be on that exact same. They call it the word of wisdom. Yeah. And uh, the word of wisdom says no alcohol, no caffeine. But for whatever reason, caffeine is up to you to decide. Actually, no one's going to judge you. The word of wisdom is not doctrine. Because, yeah. because Joe uh, didn't want to stop drinking and smoking. He didn't stop. He smoked too? Uh, he smoked a pipe. Uh, yeah. Th- so now nah, we'll get into it. All right. Sorry. But, um, yeah, there, there is a very specific reason for why it became, it's literally, he described it, advice from God. It's, right. it's not a law. It's a, he's just cautious a little. Just be cautious of these things. Yeah. You don't have to stop. Not to get into heaven. That, that's the funny thing is you can get into heaven being a full-blown alcoholic as long as you pay your tithing and do the temple shit and have many wives. All right. They just don't talk about it that way because, I don't know, and they're afraid of it. They're afraid of booze because it, I don't know, maybe want, makes you want to fucking not sit in sacrament for three fucking hours. <laughs> oh, my God. Listening to these people with that tone Every of voice. Sunday. I like to bring my testimony. I love this church that's true. I love my family. That's I'm gonna say the exact same shit that everybody else said when they came up here. And then feel validated. Amen. The only good thing about sacrament is that like when it's the little kid and you can hear the mom whisper in the ear, I know Joseph Smith was a prophet. I know my church is true. 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 <laughs> True. I love my family. And the, the sad part is, is that, as adorable as it is, that's how they get you so young. You're fucking three years we're, old, four years old. We're not even really given the room to question it. Oh, it's no. just like how the world works. Yeah. If, you, if you're born in the church, you know nothing else. And it's considered to be a terrible thing to try to look into. The stuff, one, the stuff we're talking about, mm-hmm. Joseph Smith and the history of him, you're not supposed to go look at it, which is a... A highly questionable thing when your church is like, don't don't read into the background of our prophet, of the guy who started this on church. And that, that if you Just do, what we teach. the information you get is directly from Satan. And, and his lies, yeah. He's whispering in your ear, Satan's trying to get a hold of you. And don't look at other religions, please. Don't go check them out. That any criticism is um, uh, uh, from Satan. Yeah. Like, that. that's pretty, pretty indicative of just, you're in a cult now. Yeah. And they are keeping you here actively because it benefits them, not you. And they don't have to make Pay you on the t- promise of that you're going to go to heaven because they're not the ones that have to deliver that. When you die, that, whatever happens, happens. If it's heaven or not, mm-hmm. that they're not the ones that have to answer to that. Yeah. It's uh, pretty clear to people like us, but yeah, whatever. It seems like suckers. People, people are simple. I, all my family are in it. Luckily, yeah. they don't listen to this podcast because they're morons. My grandma is QAnon. So. Your grandma? She's such a lovely old lady, but she's... What the hell? She's like, I know your grandma. She's a lovely woman who... I don't know what happened to this she, country. I used to think... Half of the country is in a cult now. I used to think she was a lovely woman. Now I think she's a sucker like my family. She's still lovely in that if you go to her house, she'll give you some pretty bomb spaghetti, but then she'll say some untoward things about brown people. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, she's always, she's always been like that, but... I didn't know that. Yeah, I think your she's just Your brother is... Uh, does she know? Your... <laughs> Your brother lived with her for a while. Oh yeah. Oh no, that's a whole awful thing. My, so I have a I have a brown brother who <laughs> lived in my grandma's basement for a while, and she thought that he was stealing from her. Oh my god. And that's why he moved out because he's like, Oh my god, grandma is actively racist. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm sorry. I guess we probably should have seen that coming. Yikes. So, welcome to 
the new America, everybody. Well, and let's be honest, Mormons uh, didn't let black people have the so-called priesthood. No, not until the eighties, nineteen eighties, by the way, not Which the eighteen eighties. Strangely specific, or sorry, convenient. Yeah, weird, huh? How that worked out. Convenient for them. Mm. So, um, Joe is attracting these audiences. He's getting people coming to his house and telling him he's a loser. He's gaining followers. All in this time, Emma is in the background like, I married this guy who was charming and he had some weird stories, but it's getting weirdly out of hand. And so she actually told him that she wants him to kind of knock off the bullshit and like, like, chill, bitch. Cool. We still live on my dad's farm. Yeah. Go work the fields and stuff. So this is when... um. And it's it, it's ex, it's explained without reason. It just happened. Sure. Joe had two very specific visions. Mm-hmm. Vision one: he is a prophet, and prophets are not to toil with the soil, because wow, that's weird. Um, no, baby, I can't put the seat down. Uh, I had a vision from God, and He told me that uh, one, I am. A hierarchy of spirituality so there's that and also i'm not allowed to actually put the seat down unless i have to go poo poo that's your job so god told me it is and to drink out of the the, the jug he told me i could do that god said so and i don't have to put the cat back on <laughs> yeah. and that if i forget to lock the door at night that's your fault <laughs> and i don't take out the trash and that th- this Weird. is why, um, as Joe goes on, you'll see that his visions are are, are very beneficial to convenient. himself. Convenient, yeah. Um, because the other vision he had, so the first vision is that prophets are not to toil with their hands because they need to preserve their energy for visions. They need their hands for visions. I thought they, I thought it was in the mind. I don't know because I have heard opposite arguments about prophets before, but of course I don't think there are any prophets. So sure, gives a shit. The other vision he had is that wives should be subservient to their husbands. So weird how those two exactly – the wife was saying to do, hey, go go help on the farm. And the two visions he have mm-hmm. are literally against that thing. The other fun thing oh my God. is that um, another vision happened. And this is not so specific as his book found its way to a little communist-styled commune in mm-hmm. Kirtland, Ohio. And self-sufficient communist-styled communities was actually not rare back then. Communism was around at this time? Yeah. How weird. Yeah. uh, I'm not sure the years with Karl Marx, but it's more... And I don't know if it's that they read the Communist Manifesto as much as it was just like a group of people. That style of... And, you know, back then there's not like a centralized government in every county you go to. So you got to sort of fend for yourself, have your own militia, have your own police... And they're usually congregated because they have the same beliefs, and they realize that I mean, it private like... property is less communal, and we can all take care of each other if we just all own everything. Yeah, if you kind of look at Amish, almost look like there could be communists. Exactly. They, let's all go build a farm on yeah. Joe's fucking and, um, area. if you read between the lines of the character of Jesus... He seems like the type who wouldn't have private property, where it's more about the community. Everybody care of each gets other. fish and bread. I can make limited, limitless amounts of fish and bread. Yeah, I'm allergic to fish. Get out! <laughs> Fuck you! I guess you get extra bread or leave. 
I guess maybe you're not a fucking Christian. Oh. God damn it with these people. I walk on water. <laughs> I walk on water for you. So, Kirtland, Ohio is a uh, it's a loosely Christian based community. They don't have one religion, but Joe's book reaches that community and it lights on fire. I don't know. They kind of like it. They're uh, the the it lights on fire like mysteriously. Oh, sorry, no. Um, oh, it's in popularity. I got you. Not literally on fire. Right. Um, the community is run by a guy named Sidney Rigdon, and Sidney read the book and was like, "Yeah, this is fucking. All of this is definitely true." <laughs> so he got the whole community into it. Uh, someone uh, let Joe know about this, and yeah, Joe had another vision about the book of Enoch. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> much later in the narrative, Joe will write this shit down about about uh, what what his ideas about Enoch are. But Enoch is the name of a Bible character who's actually pretty mild. His story in the Bible is very brief. Sure, I think, I think he's mentioned in a, like a few verses. The Mormons put a lot more emphasis because Joe said Enoch was the greatest prophet of all time, and he had this city, uh, and it was so good. It's like the best city ever. Huge. Greatest city ever. Right. God physically took the city into heaven. And left it into heaven. Because it was perfect. And Because the people were so righteous. They didn't, do, they didn't have any sin. They were so white. They were the whitest <laughs> people ever because yeah. they had no sin. I'm close to that whiteness, but I'm an evil person, so it sucks because that, that whiteness is just well, gross looking. We just have that, like, yeah, like our, our most recent ancestors lived in Northern Europe where... They fucked each other a bunch, apparently, like their own brother and sister. That's how I Honestly, this white. until their skin turned cum-colored. That's my interpretation. Yeah, I can see my bones through my skin. Like, the color my of my, yeah. Yeah. Just milky gross. I don't smell like milk, but I look like I do. Do you think that non-white people think that white people smell like milk? I don't know. I look at my own self in the mirror, and I'm like, you look like you smell like milk. <laughs> you don't, thank God. But it's fucking gross. Yeah, ew. I hate the smell of milk. I know you just got out of the shower, but maybe just take another one. Just, just scrub the milk off. <laughs> scrub the shame and the milk away. <laughs> um, well, yeah, Joe had another revelation that um, God directed him to go make the new perfect city in Kirtland, Ohio, which is not convenient that they are already into his book. It just happens to be... Right. That's that, just the place. That's what God told him to do. Um, and he was going to make it the greatest city of all time. Free pinball machines and hand jobs everywhere. Oh, that sounds awesome. I'm going. What, Deborah? Let's go. Also, did you, I'm sorry, did you say um, no private property? So, like, I just own everything there? Yeah. And I can manipulate everybody into just, like, having it? Perfect. Easy. So, they go into Kirtland, and the, the members of this uh, this newly formed cult is up into the 150 area or so on. Are people. they paying tithing yet? No. Christ. They just pray with Joe, and he ch- he holds church every Sunday. And like, you guys, we work the farm. I don't want to do it. I'm not supposed to. I'm a prophet. I actually had a revelation before about that. Uh, it's that to, we uh, need 10 people on the prophet's land to work it. Um, for without, free. Yeah. Without complaining. You get to go to special heaven. Without, uh, it's like without complaining. There's a VIP room for you guys. Awesome. So the next thing he comes up with is also hilarious because this was already a communistic society. 
collectivism, I guess, is closer to what they call it. Joe's uh, part of his revelation about Enoch is that Enoch had something called the United Order. So Joe is implementing the United Order of Enoch in which all land is owned by the people and distributed um, as he sees fit. Okay, sure. He's the seer. It's He's very the communism. prophet. Yeah, yeah. Um, everybody's going to pile all your shit together and all decide who needs what. I'm going to get the bigger house. Mine. This one's mine. What is this? Is this, this is a nice coat. This is good food. Mine. This is my cow. This is my... Dibs. Dibs. Oh, that's a good looking wife. Mine. <laughs> my wife. Next. Uh, Where's all the wives? You can have her. <laughs> well. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. I don't... Yeah, that, yeah, no, she's yours. No, it's not... She's not... I'm choosing exactly who she's going to. It's not that she's not mine, so she anyone can take her. It's you have to take her. Ugh, that's what you get for giving me a dirty look the other oh my day. God, did you see? She needs to shave more than I do. <laughs> Yikes! Hold on, I had a quick revelation. That's your new wife. That lady. Yeah. You have to marry her. S- yeah. Sydney. Do it. Ugh. Anyway, did you guys bring all the potatoes I wanted for the community for me? Yeah. Can I have your shoes real quick, too? So. Dibs. I just pointed at someone else's shoes that they're wearing currently. <laughs> someone just walks in to drop off, like, that week's fruit, and he's like. Ooh, dibs. Hey, give me those shoes. <clears throat> For the community. Christ. Why does everybody always complain when I say that? Um, Joe also, uh, at this point in Kirtland, created the what, if you are Mormon, you're probably more familiar with, but he wanted some kind of hierarchy where. The he, priesthood. He, he's at the top. <clears throat> he's deciding where resources go. Oh. He's the one giving everybody advice. He needs a council. Is that like the quorum? So he's got the quorum of the twelve, the Aaronic priesthood, and the Melchizedek. Priesthood. Right, right. So I think I. With. I technically still hold both, although I don't think <clears throat> I technically do because I have. I turned in my papers to be removed from the church. Oh, you I think are I lose so my going to hell. I think I lose my <laughs> spiritual powers. Oh my god! You're... Do I lose my spiritual powers? I don't go to church or anything. So I can't give blessings. From my research, I can actually tell you because you were given the truth and you rejected it. Yeah, I'm going to hell. You are going to the lower hell, and you are also not oh. allowed to be married in the next life. My God, sweet. <laughs> Just gonna go bang <laughs> bachelor whoever. Forever. Nice bachelor forever. Oh. So wait, am I going to hell or am I going to the sea turtle telestial? Heaven? Telestial, yeah. Yeah, telestial. Sea turtle. Telestial, and you're not allowed to be married. And whatever, my, in, in Joe's uh, description... Is he going to stop me if, if my wife and me, are, let's say heaven exists? And yes, let's they say have this, marriage police. <laughs> me and her are like... Yeah, well, technically, they say we can't, but we're just going to hang out forever with each other. And no, like, <laughs> no. You can, we said separate, no. Separate. You can look at each other and hang out sometimes... Do not hold hands. (laughs) Um, Joe actually said that, and again, this has just come up later, but if you die unmarried or unsealed in the temple in heaven, you can't get married, and you are, he called it a a magisterial servant. You you become a slave for the Mormons. So if you're you're sealed in heaven. That's funny. Uh, you get all the benefits. If you die unsealed, you serve as a servant. I'm going to be the worst servant people. ever. I'm going to just be jerking off onto all their stuff in heaven. 
They're like, no, clean that up. I'm like, ha no. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like when things go wrong on Earth, it's those servants just being mad and kicking shit and jerking off on, <laughs> yeah. on things. Fuck, fuck this shit. Yeah, that's what comets are. <laughs> Our God just just wanted dinosaurs. Check it out. When I shoot it off, it first it turns into ice because it's out in Cause space. Because it's, it's cold. It's cold, yeah. And then when it hits the atmosphere, it burns up. Isn't that gross? Ugh. There's like 40 dudes just jerking off. And it's just... <laughs> Check it out. I, I mean, there's not much else to do in heaven. It's really fucking boring up here. So we're just going to jerk off. Well, I, I became a Earth. slave, which I don't agree with. Like, what, what God do I want to be part of that's yeah, like... Let's deal with that. Yeah. But... Yeah, if you're unfamiliar, it doesn't really matter. This is just a hierarchy. The Aaronic Priesthood is mostly for teenagers. They work for the bishop. The bishop is like the main guy of a physical area. Um, and then the Melchizedek Priesthood is for adults, where you're given the ability to heal people and shit. The mm. actual purpose and reality of the Melchizedek Priesthood is is actually vague, and it's kept that way on purpose because... It's to make people who have it feel like they have powers Power. they don't even understand because it can't be explained to them, which really all it is is Joe being like... <laughs> You've got powers, bro. I can't I can't even explain it to you. It's crazy. I don't think about it too much. It's only used for good. But there are members of the church who think the Melchizedek Priesthood gives you... Healing powers. Heal Plus, well, um, they, they think that they can see things. They think they become seers. They can see the future. They can feel the past. They can... They can add protection to people. They can, they, yeah, they are specifically protected in physical. Yeah. They don't get sick as often. They, they, they have big dicks. Yeah. If they want to, they can will it. And it's weird as someone who has held both of these magical. I'm gonna call them magical powers. That seems fair. You uh, don't feel that you can't make your dick bigger on will. Oh, I can, but oh, not because can. of not because of that. I just separate. Yeah, I just do that. No, uh. It's a very odd feeling when you're told that you can start giving blessings to people, mm. and you were like, I don't know what I'm doing. So what am I blessing them with? I'm just going to go ahead and do what I've seen other people do. So I'm going to still go home and like jerk off. Yeah. Let's, well, I mean, yeah. yeah. That's going to happen no matter what. Well, I don't think I was ever made Melchizedek. Um, I don't know what level that is, but I definitely have the ironic priesthood still. No, I'm thinking about that. I, I never had it? Because I never left. I think I was able, I think I left just about the time i got it so it's been too long we're talking fucking... i think anything below elder is ironic 15 which is a funny name i always thought it's an ironic name hmm. if, if you don't know what i bless means. people's bread and their water i have done that as well yeah i watched one of the kids i went to school with bless it when he was fucking high as shit out of his mind and yeah. they had to tell him to leave that was fun that is fun that's ironic yeah that he's supposed to have the priesthood, and he's just a jerk-off. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what that is. So I see it as Joe just finding a way to uh, create a hierarchy uh, where he's not totally responsible for what happens in this community, and there's a stepping stool of responsibility. Now that he has several hundred people underneath him, he's like, I need to cut this up. But if you are in the church, these are very important positions only for men. Yeah, no women. Still to this day. Still, no blacks. Still to this day. At the time frame of Joe. Definitely not until the 70s. Yeah, 70s, yeah. Yes. Um, let's see. Did you see baptizing people yet? Oh, so <laughs> he's actually just now when he creates these these priesthoods because Oliver Cowdery uh, went out into the woods with Joe and they claimed that uh, jo uh, John the Baptist came and gave them these priesthoods, and that's why they were able to give it to others. 
Right. You know what's really going on is they're going inside Joe's house, and there's like six of them, and they're doing the stiff as a board, light as a feather, stiff <laughs> as a board. Look, it's working, you guys. This is crazy. Is that, we is, have God powers. Is John the Baptist responsible for this? Yes. Because I'm glad you said that because I was I was just about to say that. So good call, buddy. You're getting a revelation, not quite on the level I am, but I do feel like keep throwing out those those thoughts you're having because yeah, that this is like part of my priesthood powers now. So I can like kind of tell. Yeah, I can kind of tell. So but I was floating. You guys see that, bro? You were, it was like three feet. It was like two feet. It was like six feet. Uh, it's like uh, Chris Angel, man. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> but, mind break and that's honestly kind of what Joe's doing like visual magic tricks are done through the power of persuasion sure um, you know make people believe what, what you think and I don't know if Oliver was maybe in on the con where he was just like this is cool I'll, sure I'll go along with John the Baptist or if he actually felt something I imagine Joe took him to the woods kneeled down and said do you feel that and he's like uh yeah y- yep Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, that's... Whatever it is you're feeling, uh, me too, same as It's John the Baptist's hands on our heads. Uh, mm, that's what I... I wasn't sure where, and then once you said it, yep. I could feel it, because I also feel a hand on my ass. <laughs> that's me. That's just me. Oh, oh, okay. That's just me. Yeah. Is there uh-huh. also a penis trying to go in my mouth? Yes. Shh, close your eyes. Shh, it's, J- it's John the Baptist. <laughs> Shh, I'm, he's, an- he's anointing us. Now, as somebody who... Again, in the church, uh, baptized and everything in it at eight years old is when they get you, um, and where they tell you that you are now a full member of the church. Yes. And, uh, whatever. But um, when someone tells you to feel something, you tend to do so. This isn't. This is normal psychology. This isn't something that happens just Especially in Mormon religion or an, any religion. An authority figure, uh, yeah. and and you're uncertain, and they tell you how to feel. Your, yeah, your mind sort of reacts that way. Yeah, people can even do it with other emotions rather than that. But they'll tell you, like, do you feel that warm feeling? And they'll usually tie it to something that you just felt nice about anyways. You don't have to be religious to go, like, yeah. the guy saved the pup, and you're like, oh, fucking good job, guy. Hmm. But then when someone walks up and goes, that feeling's just the Holy Spirit talking to you. What? You mean that tingly feeling I had? Mm, that, that, that wasn't gas? No. So that's how the Mormon religion works with it when it comes to... They get you young. They tell you all these feelings. They yep. put definitions to it that successful cults do. So, yeah. and I'll even give a personal that's... story that's not religious about how easy it is to be manipulated by something when other people are saying that it's happening. Yeah, there is a place up in the avenues in Salt Lake City. I don't know what it's officially called. It's where there's a creamery. <laughs> well, creamery. That's not right. It's a crematorium. Yeah. We were told it's a crematorium. Crematorium be where they burn bodies. Sure. So it's three big brick kilns that are full of ash. And uh, they just used to fire pottery there. They're just big pottery kilns. But it's sort of tucked away into the woods, and there's burn marks everywhere and ash everywhere. So we would take girls up there when we were teenagers and tell them that it was haunted. Sure. Because it was spooky, and uh, they were just like, Sure. And we were like, yep. And so we used to go up there and freak girls out and, you know, maybe get handsy or something, teenager shit. Yeah. But one night we were up there and somebody was like, I saw a shadow. Like, I know we do this for fake. I saw a shadow in there, like a shadow person. And I was like, no, you didn't. And I looked 
and I thought I saw a shadow person. Yeah. Because it's a spooky environment, and you're trying to create the spooky energy so that the girls you brought up believe it. It's like projecting energy into the world. Like, if you feel scared, even though you're faking it, it's you easy to, to then scared. feel scared. Exactly. So we actually, as a group of teenagers, ran away after about... I don't know, 20 minutes of freaking ourselves out about right. shadow people? Well, I mean... It's very easy. The power of persuasion, especially when you're dumb, is just it's, real. And you tell your buddy who's kneeling down with you in, the, in a foresty area that that's, those are the hands of an, a, an angel. And then he's like, whoa, this is crazy. You're, and especially if you're going into a kind of a meditative-like state. Sure. Like, you're going to be more open to whatever you're and feeling. If, if you want it that bad. Yeah. And then it's heaven, it's God, it's eternity, all this nice stuff. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I feel like there's a stronger uh, feeling that I've had than ever before with the Holy Ghost. And that was when I, uh, you know, blew like a grand gambling because i kept telling myself that it was definitely gonna hit the next time and i that, knew it was the it holy was, ghost was being like hit it hit it you're hit gonna it. do it you're gonna hit trust it. me and you have the melchizedek priesthood i wouldn't lie to you hit and it. luckily i mean at the time i had the money to blow but it didn't feel good <laughs> going like i can't believe i just fucking blew a thousand dollars and it was it was the holy ghost and he was just dicking with you yeah he's like do it, hit it and the odds were really in hit my it. favor yeah it's weird the things that people will tell themselves yeah. That's what I think about Oliver Cowdery. He's this deep. He helped translate the thing. He moved to another city for the guy. Oh, yeah. If he takes you into the woods and says, this is happening, can you really stand up and be like, oh, fuck, Dude, I fucked up. Yeah, the pot's too big. You're already all in. You're like, invested. Yeah, you're yeah, you're so committed hard. Oliver helped, and uh, they created all these, uh, the, the priesthood levels. Um, let's see. Next few things that happen. Emma uh, miscarries three times. It's just kind of sad, but they had, I mean, a woman in the community uh, died giving birth to twins, and the father was like, I can't raise these kids on my own. Do you want them? Yeah, Pro- I don't Dear want prophet? them. Dear prophet? So his first kids are adopted. It's He names them Joseph the Third and Julia. Oh, so boy and girl. Yes. And he did name his son after himself because he's that cool. And then in Kirtland. He has his very first conference. Now, mm. if you're Mormon, the word conference Means holds boring. a lot of weight that is, oh, I would rather s- to slit my wrists with a spoon <laughs> than ever have anything to do with a conference ever again. Yeah, conferences are boring. They're, more, they're ten times more boring than normal church. Oh, my God. Which is already. And they're so long. Ten times more boring than sitting in an empty room by yourself. So conference now is pretty much what it was then. The prophet talks. The top guys talk. They give stories from the Bible and advice. Um, Back when Joe started it, it was more Joe and his presidency were talking, but it was... It was revivalist religion fun. They were still speaking in tongues. You know what that means? That means God is great. And so am I. In space language. <laughs> in Kolobian. It also says, give me your wife. <laughs> your wife is hotter That's... than mine. <laughs> I'm taking her. But, um... Yeah, so, you know, like when we did the Oral Roberts episode, that's kind of what I saw these as. Is it's, a, it's a room full of people. It's hot. It's sweaty. They're singing. They're dancing. They're screaming. They're having revelations. This guy's 
speaking in tongues. This lady passed out from the excitement. <laughs> Joe is Joe is on the stage just dancing like Habara Hubara. Who would he oh who needs to be healed? <laughs> and uh Woohoo This I can helicopter. Check it out. <laughs> so this is something that you won't find in official church narratives, but you will find in secular narratives that there are witness statements that Joe did speak in tongues and did do faith healing. Yeah, you, yeah. Mormons will not teach about that they shit. Will not. They have distanced themselves from these because that is embarrassing. And they also, <laughs> it, it's funny. There is the other shit. That's that's embarrassing. Something very like crazy about Mormonism is that there's stuff that is definitely true and that they distance distance themselves from. For instance, not letting black people into the church or hmm. not giving them the priesthood. Now they can't fully distance themselves completely but mm. they have a lot of different things where they're just like well we don't believe that anymore well that's interesting since and they, they do were the, say the word of god they do all. say anymore like yeah. they'll admit that polygamy it might be one of the big <sighs> ones which they have tried very hard to distance themselves from i don't even know what you're talking about oh yeah spirit marriage what do you, i don't and know it's probably the most common joke that whenever it comes up in a tv show of some kind they're like well you're gonna get so many wives for this good good work elder good work elder. and the mormon church hates that they are linked to oh, yeah. polygamy because it's bad PR. Oh yeah, and all at the end of the day, all they're really interested in is getting members. Now they'll tell you it's to save their souls, but it's to get their money. Right. Um. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna shy away from that as much as possible, even though it definitely happened and is still a part of their doctrine. Oh yeah. If you are Mormon right now and you go to heaven, your husband or if you're a man, you get more wives. Like the the plural marriage doctrine is still in effect. You just we just can't do it on Earth, right? Because God needed it at the beginning to help populate the you know get the church more spread out. So you sure. have to have multiple wives. But once it was spread out enough, you couldn't just wait over time. Why do that? Or just started it earlier? Well, that's what's so funny. Slowly, but now that it's good, polygamy is now against the uh, religion. On Earth. On Earth. Yeah, God is now would would and be mad if you did it. It's so funny is how short sighted God appears to be. Right, it's weird. Where his right? revelations sort of come in and out. Where like, yeah. I thought you'd be able to see the future and plan this better. It's weird how that works, huh? I'm not going to question it because that would be satanic. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, I'm doubtful. Well, yeah, that's your character. It's yeah. fine. It's good. You need to go to a spirit revival because the energy is hard to deny. Okay. So at the very first conference, and again, I like to say this because conferences are the fucking worst, but at this very first conference, uh, Joe did spirit heal some people. One lady who said she couldn't walk, he made her walk. Um, he made her walk. Get up. <laughs> so I'll move your legs for you. Oh, you're walking. You're walking, bitch. All right. Now walk right out of the tent and fuck off. <laughs> um, there was a guy who had some weird... Uh, injury on his hand where his fingers were all closed up tetanus something like that and joe screamed and prayed at his hand and <laughs> pried the fingers open um open it up quit resisting didn't stick um and then um uh, a, a husband and wife brought in a dead kid oh, fuck who had died recently from an illness when about a week earlier probably cholera probably cholera um they asked joe what prophet what should we do about our sick kid and he's like pray so they prayed and the kid died so they brought the kid to the conference and we're like he's dead because of you heal him and to joe's credit uh she tried 
he tried his best. So just wrap your head around this. Room full of people who five minutes before were ecstatically dancing and speaking in tongues. And now there's a dead kid on the stage. <laughs> and Joe is just act just... I don't know how we would pray. Just like, oh, come on, come on, kid. God, like, just wait. Don't fuck this up for me, kid. God, come on, please. Get, hey, kid. Hey, hey. Wake up. I command you to wake up. Shubba-dubba-dubba-doo. Jesus, wake up. And, uh, yeah, the kid didn't wake up, and the crowd just sort of petered out. Huh. Sort of. I guess, uh, left. And Joe. <laughs> who died at this party? Oh. <laughs> just somebody walking to me like, who died? <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, actually, it was a kid. It's, it's a kid. kid. Is that kid that Joe's hitting? <laughs> Wake up! Hey! You're fucking this up for me! It got weird. Like, I gotta well, go home. I'm gonna leave the city. It's a good time for a bit, but... Uh, I'm gonna leave the city. This is weird. <laughs> so. Joe's like, well, that's not God's will. Uh, so, sorry about your dead kid. Goodbye. Take him away. Well, I wanted to help. Uh, God wanted your kid dead. God doesn't like He's your up kid. in heaven. He's uh, up in heaven with Look, lots of wives. You're lucky. I didn't want to tell you this. I had a revelation. God said your kid sucks. <laughs> and he wanted him dead. So he said, just try again. Or I can try on your wife if you want. <laughs> um, have you guys... Let's just make another one. Uh, have you guys uh, have had anything go missing in your house? It's because your kid stole it. And so he paid for it with his life. That's what God told me. Also, I didn't want to say this, but... He looks a little brown. Just like a little. Just he a, looks a little brown. It's a little center. You got a little center on you your hands. Got a little center on your hands. Now, I don't know what he was doing, but he was jerking off in the shed. <laughs> so, God made a call. And I, <laughs> I, my hands are tied. My hands are tied. I'm sorry. This is from the big guns up top. Right. Corporate. Straight from the top. Is not going to let me make this change. He's not going to let me squirm out of this one. So, thank you for ruining my conference. <laughs> the boys in corporate. Um, so yeah, th- there was a sense that, uh, his, uh, his cult is not maybe going to take off because he's not so much of a spirit healer as he pretended to be. Whoops. Joe said, um, Ohio is not sacred ground. That's why I can't commit miracles here. I, I would thought he said it was the place. Wrong. Well, Just lied. So back to- back he was track. wrong. He was wrong about the Enoch thing. Great. Uh, at least about this city. Ohio is not holy ground. So we're moving to where it's holy. Bet you can guess where that is. Everybody knows what the holiest place on earth is. Missouri. Missouri. Ugh. That is, that is the worst dumpy place. I fucking hate Missouri. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're from Missouri. But if you're there, I imagine you also want to get out of there because ugh. it's <laughs> humid. It's hot. <laughs> it's I've never been. Growth. Like just ugh. Uh, never been. Uh, sounds awful. Back, woodsy. I mean, I didn't go to any major cities, so I don't know, but... There's lots of woods. Yeah. Were you there for Mormon lots reasons? bugs. No. No, my sister used to live there, mm. um, and she was having a baby, so we went up there, and it sucked. I remember, yeah. like, walking outside. We were inside. We walked out, and instantly my shirt just stuck to my body because it was so humid. Well, I've like, heard that from... Ugh. Like, because we are, we live in the desert where humidity doesn't really happen. If yeah. we go out east, that the humidity just floors people like us. It does. It's yeah. hard to breathe in. I was just like, <sighs> where, what, why is this happening? Why do people live here? That's one thing you might have to think about if you're ever going to move to England. It's the humid? It's an island. So? 
It's just all that fog Don't is, is humidity. Don't you do this to me. I'm Don't just you. saying. I will. You look at all the fog and the clouds they have there. That's humidity. I bet it's humid as fuck there. No. <laughs> no, it's definitely at, not hot I'm and dry. Ask, I'm gonna ask snackers in the breeze if it's, it's not, humid. I mean, like we're used to air so goddamn dry. Yeah, I don't, it's not humid here ever. I don't think that's what England is like. Don't. I don't know. I mean, you come to enjoy it. I don't know. I've never been. I hate you. <laughs> it's just not. Nah, it's fine. It's just something to think about. I, I got used to this shitty place. I wasn't meant to be here. God damn it. Yeah. You are always cold. I don't know. I'm freezing right now. If it were humid, maybe the heat would stick. I don't know how that works. That's not how it works. That's not. I don't think so. I'm not a science guy. (laughs) Bill. Well, so uh, a large group of church members um, agreed with Joe, and they were like, for sure. Yeah, the Holy Land is in Missouri. Great. And... They moved just outside of what is called Independence, Missouri. They created a community outside of it that they named Zion. Mm-hmm. Which now, is what's now taught in the Mormon churches. Like, that is Zion. And it's the uh, mm-hmm. it's where the earth started with Adam and Eve, is what they say. Yeah. Joe literally said that this is where the Garden, Garden of Eden was. Yep, Garden of Eden. Uh, or at least nearby. Sure. Which he would never be too specific because he, he didn't want... I mean, you don't want foot traffic over there too much. Even if he was specific, who's going to be able to say otherwise? It's not like someone would be like, ah, but we actually have evidence of Adam and Eve being over. Like, no one knows, so. It's not a real thing. Not that, yeah, not that Adam and Eve were the first people on Earth. And it'd be Africa, if anything, if you were wanted to try to. The Bible makes it kind of clear that Garden of Eden is either Africa or the Middle East somewhere. It's probably Mesopotamia, was the idea. Yeah. They didn't even know America fucking existed. It's stupid. Whatever, Joe. God damn it. Like, you just lie, especially because no one can check you on it at this time period. Well, what's even better is that, uh, so they are in far Missouri, where the actual line of America was. We're like only a few, maybe tens of miles away from, from Zion is native territory. So we are on frontier America where the government doesn't go out right there. These are communities run by mostly far west settlers. And if you've ever been to towns like that now, like not places that obviously are the end of America, but where there aren't a lot of people and the government doesn't really go. There are areas in Idaho or Arizona, southern Utah that are like that, where there's like oh. one sheriff, yeah, a couple of businesses. The type of people who frequent those places are not... They're weirdos. They're not regular people. They're attracted to those areas for a reason. Yeah. Um, and it's the same in Joe's They go under the situation. radar. Yes. They are hiding something or just don't want to talk to you about it. Yeah. Or about government oppression. Mind your own business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I fuck goats. So what? Why are you on my property? I have a lot of guns. Yeah. And And manifestos that i'm working on working on a lot of manifestos right so here's the great thing for a long story short about zion joe goes there because it's going to be the new holy land uh the soil sucks they have to fight frontier people constantly because they brought in a large community of people to create a new building or a new city and the frontier type populists were not into that they were not cool with it they didn't want to hear about it they didn't want to hear about this new jesus or why you guys are so goddamn smart fuck off go wash your hands and get the fuck out this mormon persecution thing 
come up again. They get beat up a lot. They aren't able to buy land at fair prices. They can't build a good farming settlement. So Zion did get built, but it sucks balls, and Joe did not stay that long. He just went right the fuck back to Kirtland. Yep. As soon as it was no fun. All right, this is going to be a two-part episode, but it only gets more fucking crazy from here. So make sure you go over to episode two to finish up. We give you both episodes back-to-back so you don't have to wait to get all the information, but put it into digestible sizes. So get over to episode number two now, dabblers.